fucking kidding me? What? That was so fucking stupid. Pure horseshit. The death of horror right here in front of us. I jumped. It scared me. A fucking Facebook killer? You're kidding me, right? I guess now it would be Twitter. That'd make more sense. A bunch of articulate teens sit around and deconstruct horror movies until Ghostface kills them one by one. It's been done to death. The whole self-aware, postmodern meta shit. Stick a fork in 1996 already. I like the stab movies. They're scarier. It's not aliens or zombies or little Asian ghost girls. There's something real about a guy with a knife who just snaps. It could really happen. I can't do it. These sequels don't know when to stop. They just keep recycling the same shit. Even the opening scene, there's always some random girl who gets a call that undoubtedly ends up getting her killed. It's all so predictable. There's no element of surprise. You can see everything coming. Did that surprise you? You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, the only podcast that encourages you to mix your booze with your blood. This is episode 36. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm Justin. What's up, you guys? Come on. You mix no? your booze with your blood? Yeah, it's, it's, I call it a bloody stump. Oh, you didn't, think, <laughs> you, you didn't think that part through. I really didn't. Uh, it only does going? it once a month, though. So. <laughs> the bloody stump. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, it's uh, episode 35? 36. 36. Hey! The Buzzkill Podcast. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't either. How, um, has, how has the week treated you, gentlemen? Oh, good, man. It's been a big week for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, Are you pregnant? No. Okay. <laughs> so, after 32 years of life on this earth, I'm 32, I figured it was finally time uh, to learn how to solve a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I, I was wondering why you were fidgeting with that thing all night the other night. Uh, you well, no, but just lying in bed and he was just keeping me awake. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just put the cube down and come back to bed. See, I, I usually just pull off the stickers <laughs> and then I re-put them on in the order that I want. Well, the 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 new ones don't have stickers. They're like actually little plates uh, in there. I mean, yeah, I guess you could pop out the plates. But Jay, I was like, Jay just spray paints. <laughs> I was actually I was waiting for your radio interview the other night. And yeah. and Aaron uh, Aaron got me this little tiny like pocket Rubik's cube, and and I was kind of fidgeting with it all night, like trying to solve it without actually knowing how to solve it. And then I was like, I was like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm gonna learn how to solve a Rubik's cube. So I went and got my real one from downstairs because I knew I had one, and I learned how to solve it. So now, 32 years old, I know how to solve a Rubik's cube. Now you how many seconds? Uh, I can do it in like four minutes. Oh, so you, okay, you gotta challenge uh, our buddy Brian's little brother. No, because he can do it in like fifteen <laughs> seconds. He's I'm, a whiz. It's it's really just I, it's pretty easy once you get it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also I, I got a new knife. Check, oh, okay. check this thing out. Jesus Christ! Whoa! Yeah. Don't bring that up in here. <gasps> oh, you see that's that? cool. Is that legal? 
Oh yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. What's the what's the law in Michigan? Three and a half inches, right? I was talking because of the switch part of it. I guess. Oh, it's, it's, that's not a switchblade. It's, it's just though, yeah. it's a it's a it's an assisted um, deployment. But it's I mean you can check it out. Well, I got you some... just push through the side right here and it pops up. Oh yeah. Uh, hold on, let me put it down for you. Stab. It was like a late uh, birthday gift to myself. You bought it on the internet, so it must. I be bought legal, it on right? the internet. Yep, on so Amazon. It must be legal. Yeah. Nice. Isn't that oh, cool? You're right. Yeah, I'm not. My wife is not happy. <laughs> She's like, if I see that sitting around anywhere, I will use it to cut your balls off. Wow, that's just because I have babies, you know. And if they get a hold of it, it's not going to be good. The, oh, that, pull that, back, pull back on this part. That's, uh-huh. That sentiment and then just you uh, can fold it back down. Watch your fingers; it's really sharp. Reminded me of a movie that I just picked up. What a movie called Hard Candy? Oh, oh man, <laughs> I've never seen it before. But oh, I've you heard, need to watch it. I've good. heard of like certain parts, and it's I'm good. Like, if we ever do like a revenge episode, that is absolutely going into it. It's so good. Uh, that's with um Ellen Page, Page. and yeah. um and uh, God, I can't think of his name. He's in uh, Insidious. Uh, and and the Conjuring, pa- uh, uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Yep. yep. Right on. He's the he is the recipient 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 of, of the, the of the testicular. Well, don't, don't 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 give it all away. <laughs> Just oh, trust me, that is not. <laughs> oh, is it, that's not all. That's not all of it. Uh, so. What about you guys? What have you been up to? Uh, nothing. I'm. Uh, work has been weird. Why? Not, not only am I getting people who are driving into <laughs> trees all over at work, but I finally got my car back after someone decided they needed my catalytic converter uh, a little bit more than I did. They were in a pinch, and they, they were like, they must, shit, they, I needed They needed that, like, six bucks that you can get those for at the scrapyard. <laughs> <laughs> That'll give uh, me a couple beers. They can't, they can't be that cheap at the scrapyard. I, I do understand now why everybody hates dealing with insurance companies, though, because... Mine was a bitch yeah. to deal with. I, they had my car for a week and a half, which should have been like a two-day fix. Yeah, well, but whatever. What are That's you gonna do? Stupid. What about yep. you, J Bone? I did the Easter thing, ran some live audio for like six days. Nice, lots of long rehearsals, and it was it was awesome. Behind that board, eh? Wicka, wicka. Wrong board, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start scratching the middle of service. <laughs> so yeah, finally I got got to actually get sleep yesterday. Oh, I got a full eight hours or seven hours for once, oh, so that oh, was geez. nice. I haven't had a full eight hours of sleep since. Well, I got I was sick a few weeks ago and I got eight hours of sleep. That's the first time I got eight hours of sleep in like the last ten years. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> uh, t- so today it's a very special episode, special to our hearts. Oh yes, we're talking about and to our hands, and to our hands, to our to our <laughs> to our gloves, our, our nice mittens, to our right hand in particular. It's not what you think it is. Full for uh, me, it is. <laughs> what? Huh? I'm alrighty. What? <laughs> we're talking about Michigan, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, yes. These this the, fresh dew in the morning, the smelling fresh. on the breeze. You don't even know what those Tim Allen commercials are unless you're in Michigan, <laughs> but pure Michigan. Do those? I mean, like they would have to. No, Don't they, you think they, they play those in other places? Oh, Just sure. like they it's play the uh, like the come to California yeah. ones, like uh, except for we have. Oh yeah, yeah. They're made. They're made by the, the tourists, uh, right? Department, whatever it's called. Yeah, to bring people yeah. to our beautiful state, which is exactly what it is. It's a beautiful state, so you should come here and live here and and. Just don't come here to make movies anymore because you ain't gonna get no tax incentives. Speaking of which, what we're talking about today is uh, movies that were made in Michigan. When we had our tax incentives yeah. uh, that were... Most, most all of them are pretty much that. Are, are lovely... That's, uh, that's sarcasm. <laughs> our lovely uh, governor, um, Rick Snyder, yep. decided that it was a, a bad idea to have 
Incentives. Incentives. And a bad idea to have all of this business being pumped into our beautiful state by the by the movie industry. I will I will make And then he and then he went and poisoned the water in Flint. So he's a fucking asshole. Oh yeah. (laughs) While while his wife, who was on the like the board or something like that at Nestle, is taking all of our fresh water to bottle for Nestle water at like pennies per gallon. Oh it's fantastic. It almost seems like he's trying to turn a profit of sorts. You don't say. <laughs> I hope so, I hope Rick Snyder is listening to this and he knows that we're not a fan of him. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> for those to, to touch real quick though on what you're talking about with the incentives though, for anybody that doesn't know, Michigan uh, had really good incentives for for a while. We had like one of the top states yeah. as far as percentages go to, and it really picked up quick. Uh, they feel like lots of directors came here to. Uh, oh yeah. Like, like how I worked I worked on a damn Clint Eastwood movie. Absolutely, uh, Grand Gran Torino. Grand Torino. Mm-hmm. They not only do they film it in the building that I work at, the church that I work at. Yeah. So if you watch that movie, all those scenes in the church, that's I was thirty feet from the camera pretty much at any given time. And yeah. he was there again today. Um, so hey, he lives I, there in Transformers. <laughs> Point is, though, there's a lot of big people coming to the state, and anyone who puts these incentives in uh, in effect will tell you you need five years for the program to start turning a profit. Right. Because you do have to invest in it a little bit, but you need to get that base built before just, you're going to see a profit. Just like any other business, really. Yes, and Rick course. Snyder and, and Rick Snyder should know this. It was put into effect by Jennifer Granholm, who also was not a great governor, but no, she put this in this effect was a good at, the, idea. at the end of her um, at the end of her term. And when uh, when Snyder came in, it was like three years or something like that something like that into into the program. Mm-hmm. And he basically looked at it and goes, Well this isn't making a profit, exit. And it's gone now. Meanwhile, we had other um, other uh, uh, states. Like I want to, I want to say that it was um, uh, 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 Louisiana. I think it was Louisiana. I could be wrong on this. Yeah, I'm not sure. Even their governor, though, was basically like trying, like, like publicly saying, "Stop!" Like this helped our economy immensely. Yeah. Like you have to let it run its course. That you're you're making a mistake by by canceling it, and. They wouldn't listen, and the film industry died, and everything's closed up. We have uh-huh. state-of-the-art, multi-million-dollar sound stages built in the state that are just not being used. Michigan could have been the new Los Angeles. It absolutely could have. We have the lakes, we have the forests, we have the cities, we have the suburbs, we have we like, have you everything. Don't, like, you don't, you, you don't have to. You don't have to build studios here. Like yeah. sounds. I, 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 I mean, like, the sound studios. They took they took the old like Ford and GM and, yeah. and Chrysler, like their old plants that were that were dilapidated and they rebuilt them into professional studios right they're, they're just sitting there doing nothing right. now. The, Not only- the, the 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 real estate was already here they yeah. just it just needed to be the, converted and they did that in pontiac they the built pit, a that's huge, the big one yep a huge I mean, they studio use it there periodically i think they've used it for some of the transformers movies yeah that continue to shoot here because they had a deal where they still get those incentives well and there's um, there's some like big names that even even without the incentives, they love yeah, Michigan sure. and they know that they see the value of of, of what we have here. Like, um, Mark Mark Wahlberg, uh, Ben Affleck, West Borland. Well, <laughs> he lives here now. Well, West he Borland moved here, yeah. But they like they see the value in our state, sure. and regardless of whether or not they're getting the tax incentives, they're still filming so, movies uh, here. Sam Raimi, born raised here, obviously absolutely dead. Whatnot, he came back and he filmed Oz the Great and Powerful here. Right. Yeah. I know people that were in those shots. You can watch that and. Two feet behind um, James Franco, you can see people that I know. A uh, guy named Joe Anthony that I worked on the zombie movie with. Uh, yeah. He's he's like right behind them, and, and like it's just crazy, right. you know. Um, but that and but Rick Snyder had really important uh, uh, you know, lead poisoning business to tend yep. to, so he. <laughs> 
And the, be- the best thing is the they, they ended up, they brought it back once and then canceled it again. Right. It's like, like fuck you. <laughs> like, are let's, you. Let's try it for a month and, and see if it works. Not that we, not that we need to keep, to keep harping on this, but one of the, the, the craziest things about it that really sucks for everybody involved is that a lot of the tradesmen who worked for the big three that were out of work, because mm-hmm. let's be honest, the auto industry shrank here. Right. A lot of people are out of work. They took those skills that those people had from building you know, robotics or, or car manufacturing, whatever, and they retrained them in like set direct uh, yeah. uh set, set building and all right. all these different disciplines that they got retrained in and everybody was working again right and then gone and, yeah. gu- and guess what's flourishing now uh, uh georgia you go to you go to georgia uh what's the was, know, it, was, it, was it georgia yeah. you said louisiana earlier no no, no 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 louisiana was the one that was pleading with us at the time though oh uh, uh, what's the main city in georgia why can't i think atlanta, atlanta? atlanta? yes thank you Everything's in Atlanta. They, they shoot The Walking Dead in Atlanta. Oh yeah, they shoot like Atlanta is huge. Well, that's because everybody of Nelly. left. My my everybody buddy left Michigan though and went to Atlanta. My, Everyone. My buddy went down. Uh, he went down to he he went to school. He went to Central Michigan for uh, like he got an art degree or something, and he heard about the the movie industry booming in Atlanta. Went yep. down there, started doing uh, like set building and stuff, and he. Banks. There is like such, he makes tons of money. I don't know that if it's, it's still just, happening, but at one point in time, they were in such high need of of people to work on the film sets down there. They were paying to bring you in and to train you. That's wow. unheard of. Really, that is unheard of. Yeah. The only thing dumber than Snyder canceling these incentives is me not going to Atlanta and getting paid <laughs> to get <laughs> to get trained. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. What yeah, are we doing? Yeah, we, yeah, we are <laughs> way off. Okay, so tonight we're talking about movies that were made in Michigan, uh, in in a better time. Yes. And uh, and to celebrate that, let, let me find it. Uh, we're actually drinking. This might not sound like it fits with our theme, but there's a specific reason that we're drinking this. And well, Mike, Mike it, happened to. It does fit the theme because it's a Michigan. It's a Michigan-made beer. Nine out of ten beers that we drink on this show <laughs> are Michigan-made beers. You're not wrong. But this one in particular, <laughs> you Mike. Mean- like 30 out of 36 beers. <laughs> 36th episode, buddy. Get with it. Exactly. Sorry. Um, Mike was watching one of the movies that we're talking about tonight. It Follows. Uh, it Follows. And he saw this can that that they were drinking. And, and he's like, that looks like a really familiar can. And it turned, and he looked it up. It turned out to be Grand Circus IPA. Let's not let's not sell let's not sell my 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 booze detection short. As soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what it was. What well, you <laughs> what no, you said? I saw it. And I go, that's that's Atwater. I know what that is, and I had to think about it for like knew, five seconds. Well, you said it was something circus or circus yeah, something. Yeah. You didn't know it was Grand no, Circus. Okay, fine. So let so let's sell your your booze detection a little short, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's Grand Circus IPA from Atwater Brewery, brewed in Detroit. Um, it's a session IPA. Kick back, relax, and enjoy a cold craft beer in your city's Grand Circus Park. Where, uh, where is Grand Circus Park? It's uh, it's it's uh, it's it's where the the skating rink is, isn't it? The skating rink? No, yeah, that's uh, rink. no, that's the um, uh, Campus Martius. Campus, Campus Martius. Martius. Yeah. Isn't that called? I thought that was one and the same. No, no. I don't know. Grand Circus own... is down over. I don't know my own city apparently. Over there, it's this, it's this <laughs> oh, little park like yeah. close by. It's down over yonder. The people mover, and by I've walked through well, it a couple enough. of times. Is there anything? I don't think there. Oh, hold on, your beer is here. Atwater. Oh, well, no. Is that about the brewery? Yeah, yeah I'll just read. I'll just read this, just because there's nothing else. 
Atwater Brewery is located in the heart of Detroit's historic Rivertown district on the banks of the Detroit River. Atwater ri oh at Atwater River. Get it? Is that really why they yeah. named it Atwater? Probably. That's like <laughs> that's like the the like the lowest form of thinking. <laughs> like we're right at the water. It's Atwater. <laughs> uh, it's full of good people and the best beer anywhere. I don't mean to speak down to any of the Atwater people. I just, you know, was Actually, making a joke. Actually, uh, an old uh, pal, Mark Winter, yeah. now works at oh, Atwater. Does. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay, right on. At the Detroit location, because there's two of the, the two of them now. Okay. Right um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah. Um, so this is, uh, <laughs> this is actually a seasonal beer that comes out in the summer, and you might notice that it's not summer yet, so... Mike was able to track down a couple 12 packs of this that he got. The guy sold it to him for six bucks because it's from last year. So we're hoping. I mean, it was stored in gonna, a, it was stored in a cool, dry place. It's gonna be fine. Hopefully, it didn't get too I, aged in I this can. I have drank here. old fridge beer that has tasted fine, so I'm not worried about it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, if you're oh, interested, if you've seen it follows though, if you're if you're curious as to what scene they were drinking this in, it's when they're on the beach, at, when they're at the, uh, they're they're hiding like that. that when they cottage. go they go up north, yeah. Yeah, and they're hiding at the beach, or whatever, and they're and they're they're drinking this can. Uh, I have a, I'll post a picture on the uh, Tumblr for anybody who's interested yeah. that hasn't seen it. But. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I I don't know if you noticed, but in another movie that we watched uh, for the episode Eloise, mm -hmm. the guy goes into the bar and he orders two Atwaters. Oh, he does. You're right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. So, that's very fitting. Yeah. Uh, so, let's crack this open and see how it is. Ooh. <laughs> that's that lovely. going to do it? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> a little foamy. Smells all right. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. To our deaths. Tastes fine to me, man. It, it's perfect. Yeah. I've had this before, and it tastes... Exactly the way it should. Maybe a little tinny, a little tinny. That's, that's just from the can, the though. Tin. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just from the can. Well, that's though. what I'm saying. Like sitting in the can, it might have picked up a little that's, bit of that yeah. flavor, but it's good. Otherwise, that's a that's a good beer. Yep. And that's a like session IPA is kind of where I. That's kind of my wheelhouse. Yep. I like I like really hoppy IPAs, but I also like to drink a lot of beers when I'm drinking them. So like something that I can sit down and and actually drink a a few without. Getting all full and stuff like that. I, I remember I enjoy my first this. beer. Shut up. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, so, do you have any corrections from last week? Uh, yes, actually. So uh, we we talked. We were talking about the Wishmaster movies last year. Uh -huh. Last last week, last, 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 last week. Yeah. Um, and we were just wondering if uh, Andrew Divoff had 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 a part in writing any of the earlier ones because uh -huh. he had written a script for the third one that never got made. Mm -hmm. uh, no, he did not have a hand in writing any of the Wishmaster movies. Nor has he written anything else to his credit. Makes me not really wonder all that much why it didn't get picked up. It was probably not great. <laughs> and then the Wishmaster went over and he says, Ooh. I am the wonderful Wishmaster. The Wishmaster of Oz. It's like, uh, <laughs> we're not going to make this movie, yeah. Devoff. Um, and then also, we had a discussion about uh, a certain wheelchair and whether or not a guy was uh, in a certain hallway when it moved. Yeah. He was in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. However, you know why I knew it? You know why I knew it? Because we had just watched the movie within two days of that episode. But his <laughs> He's talking about a scene from session nine. No, or no, no from uh, Grave uh, from Encounters. Grave Encounters, I'm sorry. And uh we had a 
discussion about whether or not this guy was in the hallway when the wheelchair moved. Yeah. Well, not I, very important. I will but. say this, though. Your argument was how did he not hear it? Yeah. His back was turned, and he was on the phone, and it did not make a sound. I actually said that in the so, episode. Uh, yeah, it well, did. It squeaked. Barely. Not mm. enough. If you're on the phone in a conversation, you would well, not hear it. Keep, keep in mind that I watch a lot of these movies with headphones in. So I'm picking up on all the sure, little tiny sure, sounds sure. and stuff. So um, That's all I got for corrections. Though. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we, uh, that means it is time for the news. It's the news. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> uh, so, hey, you know who James Wan is? No. no well, okay. Do you, do you know who Alexandra Aja is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, these two titans of the horror industry are mm-hmm. coming together. Ooh. They're uniting as one, and they're making a horror film. Uh, it's more of a thriller, really. It's called Smart House. Uh, it's about a family in the witness protection program placed in the custody of a state-of-the-art autonomous smart house. Uh, a group of assassins locates the family, and the house goes into lethal defense mode. Ooh. Now, I mean... Wait, wait, so is this a house versus ninjas? <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like. I I'd also I'd also say it's probably like the house against the family though too. Oh, because it can't differentiate maybe who is who. Yeah. Ooh. Well, kind of like kind of like Resident Evil. Yeah. Where the Red Queen just kind of goes into the like self def- like it's self defense like the house is trying to protect itself. And so if the you, family's trying to get out, it's going to stop them from trying to get out, or it's going to stop them from. This is I mean this is all speculation. Yeah, oh yeah, it's all speculation. Really. We have no sure. idea, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I I was excited to see that like James Wan. If you don't know, he's he's behind. Uh, he directed the first Saw movie. Insidious. Uh, Insidious, The Conjuring. Uh, Annabelle? Did he do the Annabelle movies? Uh, no, he did not do the Annabelle. I think he produced it. Yeah. Um, but he's just... However, he... his Beth one... Beth one? Beth. I don't know who Beth is, his but best she sounds one. hot. Um, <laughs> his best one, in my personal opinion, is Death Sentence. Oh my God, that movie's made. Death Sentence? Yes. I don't even know with, if I know uh, what that is. It's with uh, Kevin Bacon. It's so good. It's a revenge movie. Oh, it's fantastic. Anyway, go and, on. Uh, and, and Alexandra Aja... Uh, he directed Prana 3D, The Hills Have Eyes, and, uh, did he, he did, uh, that Mirrors movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, is, who's directing but, it? Is, that, uh, is Aha directing and Juan producing? Aja. Aja, sorry. It's, uh, it's, um, yeah, it will be Aja is directing and James Wan is producing cool very cool yeah so that's pretty anything cool. with juan's name on it it's um it's not yeah you said that before me, it's so. like whatever yeah yeah absolutely you're gonna watch yep. it um okay so we keep talking about every single week about how james is going to start picking up the dirty habit of uh reading printed pages again in the form of comics and this week we have two more to <laughs> add to that i didn't list. know what you're talking about i was like porno mags because <laughs> I, there's nothing i need to pick up that's already real baby <laughs> backpack full of it <laughs> um so anyway we're getting uh we're getting two new printed material first one is we are getting More? a we are getting a the howling comic series oh wow that picks up directly after the first movie so joe dante's story will be continued in the series the rest of the eight seven or eight movies are I think null and void at this point. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So we're getting a four part mini series. The first one will be coming out May thirty first. Speaking of, uh, uh, it's sp- called sorry, it's called Howling, the Howling Revenge of the Werewolf Queen. Uh, speaking of werewolves, uh, a couple weeks ago we completely forgot to mention uh, that Bernie Wrightson died. He was uh, the artist who did the um, 
Cycle of the Werewolf. Oh. Did you ever see that? Yeah. It was a. Uh, I I think it was a uh, Stephen King. Mm-hmm. It was a Stephen King novella or whatever. Or, and and he, I remember seeing, I remember seeing these illustrations when I was younger and just thinking like it's the first time that I was ever scared. Little bitch. From from like it was the first time. It was it was the first, not not the first time I was ever scared, but the first time that like art ever yeah, freaked yeah, me out. Yeah. I mean, this is probably before I even saw like any of Stephen Gamble's illustrations because mm-hmm. obviously those even to this day can give me nightmares. But sorry, Kid James, I was just heckling you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kid James was a little bitch. Um, oh, mom, I don't like the werewolf. It scares me. <laughs> but he he passed away on March 18th, and we never even oh, we never even mentioned oh, it. Well, rest in peace, uh, Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, yeah, and he was behind. Um, uh, he he co-created Swamp Thing. Oh, oh, okay. You know what? I, I I did hear about his passing because I remember them. I think it was Kevin Smith. I was watching one of his shows, mm-hmm. and he actually. I remember someone uh, involved in the Swamp Thing died. Oh um, yeah. So that so I didn't. I, I that, that's. I okay. imagine. I imagine. I haven't listened to the movie Crypt in a while, but I imagine they probably talked about it too because they were. I know that uh, Joe Lynch and Adam Green were both huge fans yeah. of Bernie Wrightson. Yep. So anyway, sorry to sorry to no, go no, off it's fine. on it. Uh, the second part of the, the, the comic thing, and this is a, a little bit different, it's uh, the original Bubba Hotep, which I am a huge fan of, mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell playing the king, yeah. Elvis Presley, <laughs> uh, in a like, geriatric nursing home, <laughs> fighting a mummy. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, wrap your head around that. But mm. um, that was based on a, on a novella that was written 10 years previous to when the movie came out. That original author, uh, his name is uh, Joe R. Lansdale. Uh, he is now publishing a follow-up. There's not going to be any new Bubba Hotep movies because Campbell's pretty much put the kibosh on that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, 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 Joe R. Lansdale, the original uh, novella author, is putting out uh, <coughs> Bubba and the Cosmic Bloodsuckers. Oh, yeah. that sounds fun. The uh, synopsis is uh, part of a secret government organization de- uh, designed to protect civilians. Uh, Elvis Presley and a handful of hardcore warriors set out to save the world from the invasion of hive-minded, shape-shifting, vampire-like creatures from a dark dimension who have taken up residence in a New Orleans junkyard. They really, uh, <laughs> they really, they really mixed a bunch of stuff there. Together. Oh yeah, shape-shifting, it, hive-minded vampires. It's it sounds just as batshit crazy as the first story, and I'm 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 all in. So <laughs> nice. I will be picking that up. ASAP. Ah, cool. Kind of, uh, kind of rant. Oh, you done with that one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of random, and but still horror themed. They got a uh, L.A. got a new restaurant that is Tim Burton themed. Really? Oh, is, is this one of those pop up? Uh, they they had they had one in New York already, and I guess it's, they got a lot of. It's not affiliated with Tim Burton or Warner mm-hmm. Brothers or any of that. Um, but it's just a couple big fans of of all his work, so the whole restaurant's themed about everything Tim Burton oh, that's related. Really cool. And so they just opened one in L.A. and. Uh, I guess it's taken off pretty good. That's awesome. They've been having a lot of pop-up bars like that. Like they did one with uh, Star Wars, and the, they basically made the cantina. It looks like right. it. Like oh, there's really? creatures in the whole deal, and they can't do it legally, which is why they can get away with doing it like in these pop-up settings because they're not like permanent fixtures. And there's some like weird loophole with it, I think, where they can't get shut down for it. But uh, yeah, that's cool. I'd I'd absolutely go to that bar. Yeah, that's very cool. Oh yeah. I'll have a glass of the Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, Okay, so uh, Insidious 4 was going to be released in 2017. Mm -hmm. It is no longer slated for 2017. It has gotten pushed back. Really? Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, any reason or? Uh, no, they didn't really say anything. It's, I, I have to imagine they probably just are either either the studio doesn't want to compete with something, so they're pushing it back to give it a better chance with a better opening weekend if there was something else around them that opened up, or mm-hmm. they just need more time to finish Or it. James Wan is working on another movie with Alexandre Aja. Uh Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one was also this one was written though by Lee Winnell again, and Lee Winnell actually, um, or not Lee Winnell, um, the guy that we just mentioned who was in the first ones. Uh, I can't. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. He returns to oh. Insidious Four as his character. Right on. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Kind of bummed that we're <clears throat> not going to see it for a while, but yeah, absolutely. Um, the Belco experiment. Yes. Which I have yet to see. Have you seen it yet? I have not yet, no. Man, I want to see it so bad because it looks amazing. But uh, uh, it's coming home June 13th on H, uh, digital HD mm-hmm. and DVD and Blu-ray on June 27th. Uh, special features will have Rules of the Game, The Secrets Behind the Belco Experiment, uh, Lee Hardcastle's Survival Tips, Deleted Scenes, and Gallery. I feel like that's late for that one to come out. Being that I don't uh, think it performed well in theaters, usually they try to get those out right away to kind of capitalize on. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, look at like what what was the one that we were ta- uh, get, get out, out is, is already, already coming out. April. Yeah, right. Wasn't it I, April or May? Uh, it might be coming out like tomorrow. Well, whatever. It's I think sooner, it's coming out tomorrow. It's, yeah, whatever. Whatever we said last week. Is <laughs> yeah. just, the beers. <laughs> yeah, the beers. What are you gonna do? Um, okay, so the Sci-Fi Channel might be my favorite cable station now because they are bringing a new Grindhouse-inspired series to television. Really? Called Blood Drive. Blood Drive. Um, this looks amazing. They, uh, if you go online, uh, a bloody disgusting broke the story. They were sent like 12 different promo videos that are all like 10 to 15 seconds a piece mm-hmm. and they all look incredible like there's cars that have engines that eat people there's like just really weird uh, uh um um just grindhousey exploitation like they, they, they have that weird film grain to them kind of like the tarantino and rodriguez movies the grindhouse movies that came yeah out. they all look like that uh they all have the, the, the weird tone things to them there's one <laughs> there's one uh promo where it's all nice and happy, and this old timey uh, mom and the dad's got the baby, and the wife going, you know, turns turns around and goes, "Oh, honey, don't forget to put the baby in the garbage disposal." Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just weird. Like the whole thing's just crazy. And I'm I'm in a hundred percent. Like that might be my new favorite show. No, oh, yeah, if for sure. Right. I, I love that shit. So that's uh, cool. And the the, the the series is gonna premiere on June fourteenth. So it's like a like an anthology series. Sort kind of. of that's what it seems like. Cool. It, it seems like it might be an episodic thing where everything's different. Um, but the, it's weird though. The description kind of gives that off, but then it also gives off that it's maybe an ongoing story. Hmm. I don't know. I we'll see when it comes out. But yeah, nice. um, Ridley Scott has talked about something that I'm not a big fan of. You know he's he's doing like seventy more alien movies before he dies. Right. That's, that's the plan anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had said in an interview that he is open and not ruling out de aging Sigourney Weaver's Ripley in future alien movies. What the hell does that mean? That basically means that he wants to do more with her character before we meet her on the ship to give her backstory since she was there. If I'm memory serves, searching for her mother. So he wants to make prequels. Well, yeah, everything he's making is prequels. Oh. There's Prometheus, uh, Alien Covenant's a prequel, leading in... Co- <laughs> basically, the Alien Covenant trilogy is bridging Prometheus and Alien. So what uh, So what about this de-aging thing do you not like? Just the fact that they're doing it. 
I, I, I've, I, I mean, from if the you're get-go. making prequels to Alien, you kind of have to. I, no, don't you have to kind of add her in? No. Like, don't you? Don't you think people want to know where no. she came from, why yeah, she was I, there? I, I, no, I, I don't. You can talk about her, maybe. Yeah. You don't need to show her though. They okay. give her enough expose, in my opinion, in the, in the original Alien movie. For everything that you need to know about Ripley, you learn on that movie. It's been fine for thirty years. Yeah. Why do we suddenly need more? Um, I said, you know, when they when when I first saw uh, Tron Legacy, and they de-aged. Um, uh, the main guy in Tron, uh, 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 Bridges. Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. When they de-aged Jeff Bridges in that, oh, you're ta- I remember thinking to myself, this is a slippery slope. You're and ta- then st- oh, you're, and then- you're talking about actually like putting Sigourney Weaver in there and... Yes, they're going to digitally de-age her so that she's uh, younger. Okay, I thought you meant like, like recasting somebody to play a young Ripley. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's no, no, what no. I thought oh, you were talking about. No, 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 no. They're talking though. No, and his quote was, "If they can bring Tarkin back, mm. well, that opens the door." Because uh. talking about how Star Wars brought Tarkin back and they did it with Leia. Yeah. But like I said, I remember thinking this way back at Tron Legacy though. I was like, "This is bad." Yeah. Like this is this is bad. And then they had the for a, a number of years they had the holographic rappers coming back from the dead, <laughs> rock stars and stuff like. Yeah. Like we are we're on this slippery slope where we're not going to let the past stay dead, and I don't like it at all. Yeah. It, it's bad. Like it's bad filmmaking. It's bad. Not not only are is is the is the film industry the acting industry cutthroat enough. Now you're losing out roles to people who are dead. A loss to a dead guy. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's ugh. yeah, it's a little crazy. Yeah, I don't like. I it can like I could I could see where you know that that role is cherished by so many people. Yeah. Uh, so there might be some people who are who might get up in arms about it, but I could see like recasting a young Ripley. I, I can see no re- recast the shit out of her. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Don't de-age somebody. There's no point. Right. Like I I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. It worked in Tron. Because of, of what they were doing. And, and old Jeff Bridges was also in the movie. Right. That made a little bit more sense because he's not being replaced. He's just, it was going to add on to that to that role. Right. You digitally de-age somebody, though, and you're no longer seeing Sigourney Weaver. Right. I don't know. I, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, last bit of news that I have. Fidi Alvarez is making a new Labyrinth movie. That's cool. Uh, I think that's cool. I love. That's the best way of saying that. I think that's. Cool. I think that's cool. I love the original Labyrinth. As movie. do I. As it's do like I. one of my favorite movies of all dance. time. Magic dance. You remind me of the babe. Babe with the power, power, power of the voodoo, hoodoo, you do. Remind me of the babe. That's just that's my it's, jam it's right there. It's a classic. There. Now here's the thing though. It's not going to be a remake. It's not going to be a sequel. It's not going to be a prequel. It's just, it, ju- it takes place in the world that Jim Henson started creating back in the day. Which I'm okay that with that. I'm because, totally okay with. Because if you tried to recast anybody playing the uh, playing the role of Jared, yeah. other than Bowie, 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 baby, I, I, there's just you can't. Steven, Steven Tyler. No, play. you can't do it. <laughs> You can't. Don't even dance, try. Magic dance! You can't do it, and don't try, and don't try to de-age him either. Yeah, no, oh, jeez. <laughs> because that won't work. I, I'm just, yeah, leave they're him out to, of it. They're going to de-age Steven Tyler with Bowie's face. Ugh. That's what they're <laughs> I guess you could, I this guess. This is the slope we're on, though, man. They're going to try doing shit like that. You could, uh, you could have, you could de-age him uh, digitally, and then have Jermaine, Jermaine Clement, is that his name? 
<laughs> from uh, Flight of the Concords because he does a pretty decent Bowie. He does, he does. And have him do the voice. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, like you said, slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's cool. I love that universe. So the As idea of I. having that, the idea of getting more Jim Henson well, creatures and, and like and and, and all that—that's cool. I the like best that. part about Jim Henson puppets is you don't need to de-age them because they don't age. Because they're puppets, damn exactly. it. Exactly. As long as they bring that little caterpillar back. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> With the blue hair. I like him. Why don't you, why don't you pop him for a spot of tea? <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. Is that all we got? Yeah. That's the news. Boom. That was the news. Cool. All right. All right. All right. So were you able to watch anything? Uh, No. No? You, how lie. about you? That's a lie. You did. I did? James and I watched a couple oh. episodes of the new Mystery Science Theater 3000. I, I still can't get it right, Michael. You still can't get it right? <laughs> Even when you took the, the reins on that one, I still can't get it right. Uh, so. Yeah, so uh, the, the, the new season of Mystery Science Theater, Theater 3000. 3000 dropped on Netflix. Yep, and uh, I it's was... pretty damn fantastic. I, gotta, I, I, I want to sit here and say that I was worried about it, but I was never worried about it, to be honest with you. It's all the same creators. They, they brought the characters back. It's now uh, uh, Jonah. Um, uh, look his name up. I don't know why I can never remember his name. Yeah, but, I got it. Uh, he's taking over the uh, the hosting job, and you know what? It's great. They they recasted the voices for um, Tom Servo and Crow. Okay. So if you're used to hearing those old voices or whatever, it's a little jarring at first because they are because you expect it almost. Yeah, it's not significantly different, but it's different enough to where you absolutely do notice it. Um, that being said, though, you get used to it pretty much right away. Um, uh, I, I, the, the, the new bad guys, uh, played by, um, um, Felicia Day and, uh, Patton Oswald. Pat no I am terrible with names. Yeah, you're really bad. Uh, Felicia Day and Patton Oswald. Felicia Day is the lead bad guy. Uh, Patton Oswald is kind of like her, like, sidekick henchman. Okay. Um, I like him way more than I like her. I think he should have been the main and she should have been the assistant. Why is that? Um, not in, like, some weird sexist way. I just think that, <laughs> I just don't know that she pulls off the, the evilness as well as, as he could do it. You know what I'm saying? You think it's something that'll be, like, in the works where you'll feel that coming out eventually? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, only two episodes into it, which yeah. are full movies in and of themselves. Oh, of course, right. Um, the first one was uh, Reptilicus. The old Danish monster movie, which is just awful. And then the second one was, uh, James, what was the second one called? Uh, uh, Cry Wilderness? Cry Wilderness, is yeah. That, is that what it was called? Or Cry of the Wilderness? Fucking hilarious. Or Wilderness Cries? Wil I can't remember. The, the word cry is in it, and the word wilderness is in it. <laughs> now <laughs> it's a terrible movie. Now, are they doing all brand new ideas, or are they, re are they bringing it back into the old stuff for it? Like, as far as... Like, uh, episodes and... Well, they're doing it's the same. They they it's largely the kept the show format, the same format. Same format. It's just same, new, same uh, format. Jo okay. Jonah Ray is Jonah the guy. Ray, is thank the name you. Of the guy. I want to say Jonah Hill. I'm like that's not Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like fucking like mystery science theater and shit. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, it's still like it's still the movie projectors there. The seats are at the bottom. It's them sitting there. Like it, the format's exactly the same. They come out every now and then. They have little bits. They're okay. constantly uh, 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 inventing things like. It's it's that he works for the same corporation that the other guys got sent into space and it's it's literally the same thing which honestly I'm happy about because if they would have changed it I think it would have fallen flat it was iconic for a reason right you know yeah but as far as the movies new new movies though or are they re oh are they, um, I mean are they're not redoing like no they're not no they're sticking to old, old movies I think oh. some of them might be on the newer spectrum okay. I don't think they're doing yeah. anything well brand the new. two that we watched were both classic terrible horror movies they did however they did however actually I guess Cry Cry Wilderness isn't really a horror movie 
It, it's well, no, it's, but it's bad. I don't even know. I don't even know what kind of genre that would fit into. We need to call the man about the drugs. <laughs> I'll call Walter White. <laughs> well, that was from Reptilicus. Yeah, wasn't whatever. It? It's so good. Um, um, well, the thing is, is um, um, they did a promo where it was a two-minute promo where they they're sitting at their desk and then the sirens go off and they run back into the theater and they sit down and on the screen you just see Stranger Things and they do a two-minute <laughs> promo where they're riffing on the first two minutes of Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. It is fucking hilarious it I is almost seen that. the promo is honestly almost better than what we've seen so far in the show the show is good but the promo is just hilarious uh i'll link it to the uh, to the to the tumblr but uh yeah they, they did a really good job of of bringing the show back yeah i haven't seen that promo good. i gotta check that out um other thing that i watched was a movie that has was it just came off the festival circuit just got picked up by netflix or i'm sorry by shutter, shutter yeah uh, called prevenge i wanted to watch this have you ever heard of this jay I have not. It is a it is a slasher movie. Uh, it's basically a widow Ruth is seven months pregnant when believing herself to be guided by her unborn baby, she embarks on a homicidal rampage, dispatching anyone who stands in her way. Ah, so so believing herself to be guided by her unborn baby. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like basically, uh, her she's a widow. Her husband died in a climbing accident, and she basically is going around and killing off anybody who th she thinks was involved in her husband dying so pretty much anybody that was on that climbing trip with him and and it's funny the way that she gets with these people is that she'll just approach them in their everyday life and just try to become a part of their life like she goes up to one guy at a bar and pretends to get drunk so that he takes her home and then like, <laughs> then even though she's her. visibly pregnant she hit it she hit it she hit it she hit it real good <laughs> uh, she hit it and the guy is is a pig like he is the piggiest of of pig guys like he's like oh i love a fat chick like <laughs> like it's so bad it's so bad but it's so funny because it comes from a place that is intentionally making fun of just douchebag so, so this is like it's a it's a slasher slash like dark comedy oh then. absolutely yeah, she's okay. like she's actually a an english comedian she's been in a ton of stuff oh really okay. she was in uh sherlock uh she was in uh, that's not necessarily a comedy but she's she's been in a ton her her credits on imdb are long uh sherlock with um cummerbund uh, bendersnatch cummerbund bendersnatch that's the one <laughs> uh, so it is written and directed by alice lowe starring alice lowe when alice lowe was actually seven months pregnant Oh. She was physically seven months pregnant when she made this movie. Oh, they wow. shot it in 11 days. Really? Um, it seems like the kind of idea... Oh, they that, shot the entire movie in 11 days? It seems like the kind of oh. idea where uh, she might... It seems like she didn't. She wouldn't get, wasn't getting work because she was pregnant, as a lot of actresses go through. Um, but it was like, well, she just wrote this movie with this idea so that she could work while she was while pregnant. She was pregnant. Yeah. And it's kind of a genius thing. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I, like the, I like this movie a lot. I thought it was great. Um, it's, uh, it... There's a lot of layers to this movie that I'm not even going to pretend to understand <laughs> because I don't have the experience nor, quite frankly, the the package to appreciate a lot of maybe the feminist humor in it. You don't. You don't have. <laughs> I'm the not equipped. To... You don't have the package to understand much. That's true. Or but do much. It's just a very unimpressive I'm not package. I don't. I feel like as a, as a, as the male audience is probably a lot that I'm missing out on when it comes to women being pregnant and how they feel themselves. Now, would I being be that able... it was written from the perspective of somebody who's going through the hormonal changes and all that stuff. Like, now, even though I wouldn't be able to see it from the point of view of a pregnant woman, would I be able to understand it even a little more than you because I've had a wife who was pregnant? Maybe, maybe a little bit. And I think it's there's just a lot mm. of layers to this. I think like on the on the on the surface you have the revenge story. Mm -hmm. Under the surface you have the fact that she thinks her baby's talking. 
to her when clearly she's nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, and, and like I said, her, because of the pregnancy and the widowness, everything's out of whack on her. Do you, you hear have, the like, Do you hear the baby's voice? Yes, and it's it's so bad, it's funny. So this Go is over so it's the like closet. That's, Hide over there and kill that little kid. That's literally it. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> kidding you. That's literally it. So it's like, look who's talking, except for a slap, that's a like a very slasher. good way of look saying. Who's <laughs> <laughs> look who's stalking. Look who's stalking. She's got to hold on on the S a little bit. Um, yeah, no, it's it's great. It, it's a really, really good movie. I highly recommend it. I understand now. I just why. got what you were saying. <laughs> Look who's stalking. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, that was a movie called Prevenge. It's a Shutter exclusive right now. Shutter exclusive. And if you don't have Shutter, just it's get it, $5 already. a month. So just take some cans back if you live in one of the states where you can return cans. If and you if don't? You, if you don't, move to one of the states where you can return cans. Because it's, it's actually where I... I personally get most of my income. <laughs> my wife makes her money. I get money from all my friends being alcoholics <laughs> and returning all the empties. <laughs> so, uh, before we jump into the tofu, we would like to announce that we're doing another buzzkill contest. Ooh, can I win? N- no. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, for our contest this uh, this this time around, we're actually gonna try. We're gonna start trying to do a contest like once a month, right? Yeah, we're gonna try. Yeah. Why not? Don't hold us to it, but we're going to try. Don't hold us to it. We're going we're gonna to try, though, just because they're fun. We like seeing you guys get involved, and, and, and it's it's just cool to yeah. give stuff away sometimes. So uh, for this contest, we are giving away a copy of It Follows mm-hmm. on Blu-ray because we're talking about it tonight. It was made in Michigan. Yep. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give away a either a pint glass or a, a can glass. Can glass. I guess yeah. we can we can even have the winner choose what they want. Oh, we could. We could. Or we'll just pick and screw you. Or we'll just pick the, the cooler looking one. <laughs> uh, so uh, either a pint glass or a can glass yep. from Atwater from Brewery. Atwater. And then maybe a couple other little goodies. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what else we got lying goodies. around, you know. Yeah. Give, give some secondhand DVDs I don't want anymore. <laughs> so uh, basically, uh, after after this post, like the day after this post, we'll, th- we'll throw, uh, Michael put together a beautiful little Photoshopped deal. And it'll have all the rules of the contest, and you just follow the rules, enter into the contest, and then uh, if your name is picked, you get some goodies coming your way. So enter, enter, watch, win. Enter, watch, win, that's or it. or listen and win. That that too. That works too. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, we don't really have to. We don't have to go into the rules of the contest oh, no, right no, now because no, no. we'll put all that up. So yeah, we got we got an idea for this. And we're gonna we're gonna try to do it more often, uh, and we're gonna try to have you know once a month whatever we're talking about for the week. It'll be some so somewhere in the realm of of that. Yeah, yeah. So this week it's all about Michigan stuff. So we're gonna give someone a taste of uh, our home. Little taste of the mitten state, baby. That's the it. murder mitten. That, ooh. Oh, all right. There's so an, there's, uh, a, there's an episode name right there. <laughs> there it is. There you know it what? is. I'll throw something in your little giveaway package oh, too. What, what are you got? gonna throw I, in? Uh, baybe, how about a how about a beer koozie? An ocean, An ocean recording, recording studio? studio beer koozie. That's a that's a hot ticket a Michi- item. A homegrown Michigan company. Go along with your Michigan theme. So it's there a you hot go. ticket item. Go. Cool. Thanks, Jay. Maybe maybe yeah. we'll get maybe we'll get uh, James here to draw a little buzzcast 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 the so buzzcast podkill. <laughs> <laughs> A little buzzkill podcast uh, drawing on the back of it. It'll be one of a kind. You're saying that as that. if I can draw. Well, that's 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 the beauty of it. <laughs> you can't draw. It's going to look like shit. A stick figure with, uh, with a wang, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's the contest. Look for the rules coming up uh, yep. probably the day after we post this episode. 
Cool. And uh, so now it's time to get into the tofu. Yes, it is. And first, we're going to talk about It Follows. Yes, we Since are. Since the DVD, or DVD, <laughs> DVD. <laughs> what is this, 2008? <laughs> uh, that's the Blu-ray we're going to be giving away. Yes. So, uh, Mikey, why don't you jump into It Follows, my man? All right, so It Follows uh, is a 2014 movie directed by David Robert Mitchell. You may have heard of it uh, because about two years ago, it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, this was, this was the movie that if you were in the horror industry, if you were a horror fan, if you were... Even even a a semi horror fan, there you could not go anywhere without hearing about this movie. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It get was a, the damsel of the industry for a while. Uh, the damsel. The damsel. That's not the right word. No, the, that's not the right word. The the. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of the word that you're thinking. You know what I'm talking about. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the darling. The darling. The darling. It was, this was the darling damsel. <laughs> no, I would actually go as far to. I, I would go so far to say that this movie kind of did it, or this movie kind of did Stranger Things before Stranger Things did Stranger Things. Sort of. I mean, in like a, the like the of. like the throwback. Like even though this, we'll talk about the the time period in this yeah. one. But like that whole or throw the, the throwback the throwback throwback feel like the suburban feel the. 80s, uh, like the electronic throwback, yep. 80s soundtrack, the carpenter feeling. Soundtrack. Absolutely. I, do Do you agree with that? I mean, that's a that's it's it's bold to say that because I, I know yeah, that people really hold Stranger Things Stranger like Stranger Things dear. in tone only though, not like the not necessarily like no, not the, the story. story or anything. No, like just, I just in tone. The no, way I just, it feels. Yeah, I just mean like the the whole. The feeling, the tone, the it, it, especially the soundtrack, the kind yeah. of throwback feel to it. I've said throwback now, like a hundred times in the you, past two If minutes. you were living under a rock for the last two or three years, yeah. you have no idea what this movie is about. Um, the, the official synopsis is a young woman is followed by an unknown supernatural force after a sexual encounter. Yeah. Essentially, this is the this is the movie about the sexually transmitted demon. Yeah. Ghost, whatever you want to call it. Right. Creature, monster. It. It. It follows. The sexually transmitted it. <laughs> now, uh, what's interesting is, it, originally, I, like it, it, it definitely took on that, that message. But originally, the director never. Uh, the original idea he had uh, came from an, uh, like a nightmare that he had about this. I had, yeah, I had heard that. Yeah, it was about a. Uh, uh, he he basically had this recurring nightmare about this thing mm-hmm. that would follow him always at the same pace. But no matter where he went, it would follow him. And so he could get away from it for a while, but then he would, you know, he'd look and all of a sudden this thing would be coming after him yeah. again. And then once they started making the movie, he kind of tacked on the whole sexual aspect of it. And then, you know, pretty much everybody thinks that it's just like a, like an allegory for STDs, STDs. now. Yeah. I Which will, it does, well, it definitely plays out that way. Well, we've talked about this on, on the show before. This is not the first time that we've talked about the movie, but we're going to go into a little bit more depth about it now. Um, <laughs> one of the things that we had talked about is that it's it's it can be looked at as an STD, but it can also be looked at as the guilt of having sex for the very first time right. and that shame that you may feel like a lot. If you are if you are a very like pure kind of person, you right. have sex for the first time and everyone looks at you, you like lo- you lose your innocence yes. and then it's kind of like this dark cloud that follows you no matter where you yes. go. And, like and then you once it- you pass it on to somebody else, exactly. Then they exactly. kind of feel that same shame. And I, and I think that there's a lot of that a lot of that uh, in it. Um, I think it, uh, if you if you I, I just mentioned that we talked about this before and, and when I had brought it up, 
Uh, I had mentioned how I, I was not crazy about this movie. There was a lot. Everybody went nuts about this, like, and I don't think there was necessarily an overhyped thing for me. Mm -hmm. I was very excited to see it. Like I, I, I wasn't. I didn't know much about it going into it either, so I couldn't have been too too hyped. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first time that I sat down to watch it, I straight fell asleep. Second time that I watched it, I fell asleep again. <laughs> it wasn't until, it wasn't until. Um, Probably I don't know I I picked I had picked it up because I wanted to give it another shot and I watched it then and I don't remember I, to be honest to be completely honest with you I don't remember exactly if my mind had changed at that point mm -hmm. but when I rewatched it recently to to go up on it again for for the episode I I found myself realizing I'm still not as crazy about this movie as everybody else is really I it just it doesn't do anything for me see I I knew your opinion of it and I was rewatching it so this was my second go at it. Uh, and I was, as I was rewatching it, I remember thinking like, I don't, I don't see what Mike doesn't see in this movie. Uh, because it's got, I mean, it's got a ton of different, uh, aspects of, of, of like old school horror mm -hmm. and stuff like that mixed with a bit of new school stuff that I, I don't know. I just don't get I, what I you think, don't see in it. I think one of the, one of the detriments to me, and I'm not going to get into spoilers or anything, but uh, one of the detriments to me though, is the fact that there's, there are so many holes in this movie that it's distracting to me. Like what? Um, like, okay. So there, there are a thousand ways that you could, that you could get rid of this thing. Mm -hmm. Like one of the most obvious, if this thing really did exist, right. Mm -hmm. And you need to have sex with somebody to pass it on or whatever go and they do this in the movie but way later on yeah go have sex with the hooker yeah that will get passed so far away from you it is unreal well nobody Not, actually has sex with a hooker in the movie. no but he drives past them they have the idea right at the end one of the one of the guys drives past you know some hookers you know that's that seems like a very obvious thing to do or why would you uh, before you move on that actually, it does seem like an obvious thing to do because, uh, you know, you go have sex with a hooker, she's going to go out and have like whatever, five other sure. Johns that day and then they're going to go have sex with people and so on and so forth. But the problem with that, that I saw is that, and and it also, it also kind of comes, uh, brings up another point that I think you're going to bring up, which is why would you give it to someone that you care about? Yeah. The reason that you wouldn't want to go and just have sex with a hooker is because there's no way of keeping tabs on it then. Well, because sure. if you gave it to somebody that you cared about and then they gave it to somebody that was also kind of close, like if you kind of kept it within the same circle, you guys can all keep tabs on each other and know where you stand in line. Which, But if, if you have sex with a hooker and she doesn't know that she might be murdered by this thing, then and, and she does it with five other Johns, then all those people could be killed within a day. And which, then it's coming right back at you. Which leads me to my next point that I that I did not like is that um, in the beginning you have a you have a, a, the main girl uh, played by um, uh, Makia Monroe. She was fantastic. I thought it was great. The acting in this movie was fine. I actually yeah. had no problem with that at all. It looked the cinematography was great. There, oh yeah. There's actually when I was just to go back to it real quick when when I was watching this there in the first third of the movie I had somewhat of an aha moment mm -hmm. and I'm watching it and I go. Oh, I think I get it this time. Like I, I like there, it was clicking with me the first third of the movie or so in the tone and like the real drawn out shots and that whole atmosphere that yeah. the movie was making. I, I, I thought to myself, oh, 
I think maybe I'm seeing what I missed the first few times that I, I had sat through this. But then as the movie went on, I, I fell right back into where I was at because of what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. um, so just to move forward is what we were talking about with my problems with it. What you were talking about, about keeping tabs on it and whatnot, the whole setup to the entire movie is flawed in that, in the sense that how does the, the, the original story is that, 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 that Jay, played by Mackie Monroe, she's dating this guy. Are you saying that name right? Makia? How do you... Is it M-A-I-K-A? Yeah. I think it's probably just like... Micah? Micah. 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 Micah, yeah, Micah. something like that. Uh, well, so she's she's dating this guy, and everything's going great, and uh, he had had this it in the past, mm -hmm. and apparently had had sex with somebody else and got rid of it. Yeah. So he's going out on this date with this girl, and uh, he they're playing some game, <laughs> and then he sees a girl in the back of the... Uh, in the back of the theater, and... She can't see him. And that's right. when he realizes, oh shit, it's, she, it's back. She can't see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back to follow me. Right. Well, here's what kills me. First off is every other time that you see the, the it creature in mm -hmm. the movie, it is walking. It doesn't stop. It is walking. So why is it just stopped in the back of the theater, not walking towards him at this point? Right. That doesn't make any sense. It's, it doesn't fit the mold of the character that they built in the movie. Secondly, later on in the movie, they talk about where he got it from. He said, it was from a one-night stand. I didn't even know the girl's name. Um, and then afterwards, this thing just started happening. How does he know the story? No one explained the story to him, yet he knows everything about it. Uh, and that makes no sense. You don't know that for sure. He, he, he says it. He, he says as much. He says it was a one night stand, and I don't know the girl's name. But no, how... he barely knew the girl, which means like like. Well, I, yeah, but but I don't know. But they might have got. But they might have gotten done, and then and then she's just like, "Hey, this thing's gonna follow you." It, it seemed, but that's not the way that he talked about it. Though it wasn't like I had sex with this girl, and then she told me that she gave it to me. Like it was basically I had sex with this girl, and then afterwards it just started happening. It, yeah. It's a flimsy, really flimsy story. Yeah. Um. It's um, I don't know. I don't. I don't so much like. Plus, they talk about how the creature could be anyone you know. It could be someone you know, someone you don't know. It could be anyone. Mm -hmm. Yet, throughout the entire movie, it's always the most obvious person there, the naked per person walking towards you, the old lady in the in the hallway at the school, oh, the I, random I, guy on top of a house. Which, by the way, these are the slowest moving creatures in the world. How in the fuck did it get to the top of a house? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you can climb slowly up I, the side. Of, no, but it it's not. It's fit. not always the like because there's there's one point where they go to they go to the school of Hugh, mm -hmm. which is the name that he's using at the time, uh, to to look at the yearbook to find out what his real name is. Yeah, and there's a there's it is walking toward them and it's just a girl who's dressed like a student there she's got a backpack on but she didn't but she didn't know her though you would think that if this creature was smart enough to to, to exist in this world to kill people mm -hmm. that it would just be someone that you knew to get close to him like it doesn't i don't know well it does that several times throughout the film though where when it's the guy's mom once but he's not the main character so that's okay uh, like I when don't know. when they're up north on the beach it's uh it's the the girl I can't remember her character's name, but it, at one point it's the girl with the uh, the clamshell phone. Oh, which that phone? Sorry. <laughs> at, at one point it's her. At one point it's the. I don't remember it ever being her. Yeah, it's her. It's after so it 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 comes up to them on the beach and it grabs her hair. Mm -hmm. And then after and then when they're running away from it, it turns into that girl. Okay. And then, well, at, and then at the end of the film, it's her dad, and then, uh, 
and then it's, that's true. I, and then I did forget that it was. And the then dad it's the neighbor time. from across the street at one point. Like okay. when it's when it's breaking into his house, it's him. Yeah. So and also and also it's his mom. Well, at one I don't know. Point. So Re- it's, regardless it, it's, of which, though, it just seemed very obvious every single time. It didn't create for the kind of like scares I think that it could have had. It could have made that movie a lot more creepy if it had just incorporated a little bit more into it. I don't see, know. I see. I think like that to me is what I found creepiest about it was that it it would show up as these random. Because the the scary thing is it only sticks out to the person who's seeing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. nobody else can see it. Another another thing another thing that I really just did not like though is the fact that this guy the guy that that gives it to to uh, to Jay, you know, he claims about how he he he's talking about how how he doesn't he's not mean to hurt her and he's not mean to do all of this. He just needs to make her understand. And then they eventually go back to him later to get help, and it's him and all of her and all of her friends sitting in a circle, talking normally and fine everybody is forgetting that he just booted her out of her car tied up in her underwear in the middle of the street <laughs> yeah like are you come on right i don't care if, if you need to talk to this guy or not i wouldn't just be sitting there having a powwow with the guy right it's just it, it just doesn't seem normal yeah i don't know i, well, I just i i think it was see, weird, a, it was weird a lot of this movie was I'm, i don't know about that necessarily but a lot of the movie was left to be like very ambiguous yeah and for reasons like because if you do kind of look at it like a, as, the time frame's ambiguous. Well, yeah, the time the time frame because like sometimes they dress like they're in the yeah. '80s, like all the cars are from the '60s and '70s. And that was in, and that was intentional too. But then there's but then there's people driving. You know, the girl in the very beginning is driving like a Dodge Dart or yep. something like that. Like not an old Dart from the mm-hmm. '70s, but like a, a a new Dart. Then you have that weird like clamshell clamshell phone, phone which i wonder if that's supposed to be taken literally because phones back in the day flip phones were called clamshells. clamshells yeah um and what kills me is that she's always reading on that thing that thing is probably the most awkward thing to read on since a stone tablet she didn't seem to have, <laughs> she didn't seem to have a problem but it's uh it's that thing was distracting the whole movie but um so um, being that we're talking about michigan a, yes. a few of the places that they that they filmed uh redford theater the redford theater which we have gone to see movies there a lot well you actually went to see evil dead, evil dead which, there which, which is, is where famous it originally because, but anybody listening to the show knows my affinity with, with, we we just went we just went the to Redford see theater we just went to see the exorcist there mm-hmm. uh this past fall and judging from the movie we were sitting literally like kind of right feet where they were from yeah. where they were at yeah um they uh a uh the pool was shot at the uh, the High Lift Building, Waterworks Park in Detroit, Michigan. Clark's okay. Ice Cream and Yogurt in Berkeley, Michigan. Clawson High School, uh, North Northville Psychiatric Hospital, mm-hmm. Sterling uh, Heights. A lot of the how the, the a lot of the uh, neighborhood shots were in Sterling Heights. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, one the, of the the Packard plant is where he take like when he first yep. gives it to her, like gives it to her. Not to, <laughs> when he first like transfers it to yeah. her. They're in the Packard plant. Yep. That's like that old which blown is, out which, building. Which, for people that don't know what the Packard plant is, that is the worst place in the world that you want to just go to for some alone time. And that alone <laughs> time will lead to murder. <laughs> no, I mean that Are area. You, that uh, area is pretty deserted. We know people who have gone to explore yeah, the Packard plant. It's not that bad. But, you wouldn't uh, catch me there. Yeah, you wouldn't catch me there. I'd go during the day, maybe. We had a scary experience there a few years ago. Oh, you we, did. Went to go do a photo shoot there. And uh, I, I, got, I got brought along as security. Security. <laughs> and you know, so these couple guys, they're walking, you know, $10,000 worth of camera equipment and fancy fur coats and whatever they're doing. And uh, 
They are. <laughs> Who are you with? Bunch of pimps? Like. <laughs> Mr. Eli Brown in his long fur Snoop Dogg rocker coat. And uh, we're walking in, and as we're creeping up to this place, like trying to be quick about it, this like Range Rover decked out with tinted windows and big chrome rims comes slowing down by us. And the, these guys yell out the window, yo, don't go in there, the devil's in there. And we thought, ah, oh, they're trying to scare these few white kids going up into, into some old abandoned building. And as we start walking in, climbing through this loading dock, we hear footsteps around the other side of the wall. Yeah. And then we kind of take a, a step in, and there's a big tag on the wall that says, The Devils. What? So maybe The Devils was a gang, and maybe oh. they're warning us, don't go in there, because there's... That's a gang's territory. Oh, shit. That's scary. And so we just booked out of there. <laughs> perfect pay- place to bring your date. Perfect. Hey. <laughs> well, if you just transferred some horrible, awful being that's, that's going to be trying yeah. to kill her, then yeah, maybe. One of, the things that I, one of the things I did love about this, though, is when I was watching it, I got the sense, this really weird sense of I'm watching a very familiar scene in this because Michigan suburbs... I'm sure suburbs look the same all over the country, but yeah. Michigan suburbs, to me at least, they have a look to them. Yeah. And I've never seen a movie that that has encapsulated the look of what I see on a day-to-day, even when they're in the backyard, like the dirty swimming pool. I, I have swam in so many swimming pools that just have dirt on the bottom and stuff. And, like, yeah. it's just a thing that no one cares about, you know? Like not, it's not spotless. Not to say that all Michigan no. suburbs look like... Cause they looked it's a little a, dumpy. It, it looked, looked a little, a little dumpy. dumpy. <laughs> my point is this, though, is like you, like when you're looking in the backyard, you have this, the cyclone fence, the house behind you, you know, the power lines hanging. Like, I don't know. It was the, that, that scene you don't see very often. And it's like, I look in my backyard, that's what I see. It's very real looking. Yes. It's not like the pristine looking backyard the Hollywood, or neighborhood. The Hollywood that you normally idea see. of what suburbia right. is. Like, exactly. Like suburbia in the burbs, for example. That. It does exist, but not or not anywhere I've ever lived. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you go you know? Bloom, Bloomfield Hills or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's which that's, is also in Michigan. I wouldn't necessarily know. consider that suburbia either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but, yeah, that uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about yeah. um, about uh, it follows. Final, I, w- final, I wanted to say get out. Final thoughts on it follows. Final thoughts. I really like it follows. Like the whole the whole mood uh, and and feel of it. Like I. I don't know. Like I said, I I don't really get what you didn't see in it, because mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, I and maybe it's also just that I love Michigan so much, and I'm looking at it, and I was like, man, that's Michigan, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think like I said, for me, it's just it just I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I don't know if it was the combination of all those things. If it was, you know, I don't know. Some some movies just don't don't do it for everyone, and I just I I, I couldn't find my place in that movie. I guess yeah. you know to to really get into it. So fair enough. Um, so yeah. All right. So what do you, what, uh, what's up next? So moving on, let's go to another um, another place that we knew a, a lot about because of what Jay had told us about last week, and this is a movie called Eloise. Eloise, which spawned Eloise. this entire episode. Why don't you fairness. remind us of the history of this place, Jay? All right. So Eloise was this uh, insane asylum that was in Westland, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, just about from the movie, it says the film was shot on location in the real Eloise Insane Asylum which used to be one of the largest mental institutions in the world. It began as one building in Westland, Michigan in 1832 before rapidly growing into a 78 building complex complete with its own fire and police departments, train station, post office, and farms. The asylum finally closed in 1982 and has since been used for many things such as a daycare center, a homeless shelter, and a business office. Many of the outlaying buildings such as the bakery, firehouse, and tavern and powerhouse are in ruins beyond repair. There was a tavern, even? Mm-hmm. Damn. 
It was that's basically it. its own little <laughs> enclosed city. Like I guess if you're gonna so, be a, if you're gonna be in a psychiatric hospital, that's the one to go to. If you're gonna okay, have your own might tavern. as well be drunk while you're <laughs> bouncing off the walls. Eh? Now there was a fire in real life, wasn't there? That burned a lot of it down. I believe so. I feel like last week you had mentioned something about that, and I thought that was interesting because there's also fire in the movie, in which the mo- yeah. which which maybe they were trying to you know bring some realism into it. Um, anyway, so Eloise, directed by Robert Legato. Now, Robert Legato uh, is not a director that you would know his name because this was his first uh, major uh, film directing gig. However, he's done vis- visual he's a, effects. He's right? a VFX artist yeah. that has worked on a ton of stuff. He's he worked on Titanic. He worked on. Um, uh, uh, someone look it up. I was looking at it earlier. I don't have it in front of me. But I, like, mean, I mean, I mean, is, I mean, is Titanic is, is as big as it gets, right? I mean, I mean, come on. It's, his it's resume Titanic. is his resume is endless. He did Titanic, I Apollo mean, thirteen, uh, Jungle Book. Yeah, like like he he won he's won three Oscars for VFX. Probably cool. one was probably for the Jungle Book, the Disney one, yeah, the live action one, which was incredible. Which just came out like last the, year, right? Lion uh, King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, well, it's the new one. Yeah. He's working on the new Shutter Island that we just spoke oh, about. Oh, Shutter, yeah. Yep. So, like I said, this guy's been around. Like, he knows. So, was this his first go at directing this? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think he did some uh, TV stuff. He might have done um, a few Star Trek episodes right. Right back in the day. Um, uh, so, this is uh, it's set in the defunct insane asylum known as Eloise. Mm-hmm. Uh, four friends break into the abandoned institution in hopes of finding a death certificate, which will grant one of them the rights to a sizable inheritance. Uh, while inside the asylum, the group not only finds the Eloise houses a, uh, a horrifying history, finds that Eloise houses a horrifying history, but also the truth about their own tragic past, mm-hmm. which um, <laughs> which is a point of contention, I think, at least with us. Well, there was uh, I, this is a fairly new movie. Well, not fairly new. It's, it's brand, brand new. new. Yeah. Like it just came out. So we. Let's try not to spoil too much, just in case people want to see it. Yes, there is. Uh, there's going to be tough to do, but we will try. Yeah. Um, first of all, it's it, it's starring uh, Chase Crawford uh-huh. as Jacob, Eliza Dushku as Pia, and uh, Bob, Bob Patrick. Patrick. Robert Patrick plays Doctor H H Grice. I wonder if uh, the H H. Do you know anything about H H Holmes? Oh, the guy. No, the guy. The right guy. The guy who built the murder hotel. Oh, that's not who I was thinking. Like the of, real, like this guy. It, it's fascinating. He this 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 guy was. I, I watched the documentary about it one time, and actually they're making, they're making a movie about it right now, starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. He's playing A.J. Holmes. Okay. But he built this. He was a psychopath, and he and he he came into a lot of money by being. Uh, he not only was a psychopath, but he was also a brilliant businessman. Sure. So he had a ton of money to just kind of do whatever he wanted. And he built this hotel that was just like filled with dead ends and and trap doors and like he he would have like uh, gas pipes leading into rooms so that he could like gas people in the middle of the night and stuff like that. It's crazy and like and I've he never just heard mo- anything about this. Oh, dude, it's a, it's it's so crazy. Somebody actually uh, did like a cross section drawing of the actual hotel yeah. where they show you each chamber. Like each room and shows you like there were there were stairways that led to nothing, and there were like there were chutes that led down to the basement so that he could drop bodies down there and stuff. At this hotel, you check in, 
but you, you don't won't. check out. Exactly. <laughs> it's fascinating. And when when I saw that uh, Robert Patrick's name was Doctor H H Christ, I kind of wondered because it his whole be. because his whole deal is kind of that he's like this. Mad. He's kind of a mad doctor. Yeah, in he's a like this sense. sadistic doctor who's. This is kind of. This is what you've heard before, like, and I think I even put it in the description of our last episode. Like, we've all heard about the insane asylums where there's just doctors who are doing unnecessary surgery mm-hmm. experimentations, yeah, yep. if you will, like to to like. They say it's trying to like further scientific uh, research, but it's really just they're psychopaths yeah, who like yeah. killing people. Yeah, and that's why I wondered if like the HH had anything to do with that it was kind of like could a call be. out to aj Holmes. Yeah, it could be um yeah so so this so, so this flick um you know it opens up and you have the the, the guy who, who his, his father dies he comes into an inheritance but he needs to prove that his aunt had passed away so that he can get the money right uh he tracks her down she ended up dying in eloise way back in the day and he tries to get the death certificate and they basically say well we can't give you the death certificate because that is sealed and we would need a court order to get it and yada yada yeah it's yada. like sealed in the annex or something like the that annex of of which they say so he stands to inherit uh 1.2 million dollars yes uh on top of i think what he was already like i think there was already some money and then there was like this additional 1.2 million dollars mm-hmm. if you can prove that your aunt died in eloise well it was probably what his father left him and then it was his whole father's his his life essentially it was everything well, his father had the problem is he goes he goes so eloise still has um uh some functioning buildings mm-hmm. basically that serve as like administrative offices and he goes and he talks to this woman and she says oh well those are sealed records we can't really get those yeah you can get a court order it'll take you six to eight months i'm like you're obviously i mean like they 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 kind of show in the beginning of the movie that he uh, he I think he owns like a mechanic shop or something and he's kind of he's, fallen on yeah. hard times. Yep. You've been doing okay so far. Just like whatever you're behind on your wait the six to eight months. Yeah. Like you like it's it's not that hard. Like it, just just grind it out until then. Go through the motions. But I'm, he's he's an old like juvie kid, so he he just wants to do it the easy way. He wants sure. to break and he, in, and he, find the records. He meets up with an old friend who needs money too, so that's right. another added reason to, to get it right away. Right. So so they realize that the, the the annex is actually still in the old decrepit building, where where the the hospital was. Right. And that they can break in and they can get the files themselves. That's yeah. that's the whole plot of the movie right there. What kills me is if they put a court order in. Were people were, were government officials just going to go into this creepy basement where everything is a complete mess and dig through every filing cabinet just looking for a file? Probably. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If it Why? was if it was a government sanctioned thing where these records were sealed away in a in a nice like law abiding way, mm-hmm. then they wouldn't be down in this basement of an abandoned building. It just it that just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't seem correct. Like those all would have been processed somewhere, and they all would have been somewhere. Otherwise, how do you know it even exists? How does how does she know that she how does she know that file is in the annex when nobody down there knows anything? I'm, all I'm, those files could have been burned by somebody breaking in. They wouldn't know. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't that well, part no, of it I, makes no sense to me. Well, they they know that all that stuff is down there. I I I don't think that uh, I don't think it's a, like 
I'm sure it, it seemed like a mess when they were down there looking yeah. for it, but I'm sure it was, and it was a mess, like there was papers all over the floor and everything, but I'm sure there was at least some sort of structure to the filing system. Sure, but I, did, well, I guess what, what what took me out of it a little bit is that it just doesn't make sense that a, a government-run facility would be keeping precious files in a basement that has been decrepit for 30 years. That just that just doesn't seem even plausible in in any world that that you live in. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, it's like, a really good setup for a movie. Yeah, <laughs> but it just it doesn't seem very practical. Well, at the same time, to to take all those files and and like you said, like like uh, digitize them or whatever, and put them into into files on a computer, that would take forever. Yeah. So maybe they were maybe they were doing it. Maybe they were in the process of doing it, but it would take years. True. Especially guess, with a small operation that you're still running. There. And when we were watching it too, I did bring up the idea that you hear these stories about these old police stations where you could break into these old abandoned police stations. Yeah. And there's just records everywhere. There's guns in the closet still. Absolutely. There's there's arrest you know warrants. Like so, I guess I guess part of that makes sense. But yeah. I don't know. I, I like this movie. I don't want to come off like I I, I didn't like it because I did like it. It was fun. Yeah. It, it, it there was there were some really good characters in it too. Uh, well, there's a guy named Scotty. Yeah. Ch- uh, Chase Crawford's character Jacob uh, starts hitting on this uh, bartender mm-hmm. who's played by Eliza Dushku at Jacoby's, which which is a pretty prominent bar down very, in Detroit. If you've ever gone to a show, if you're from Detroit, the, the Detroit area, and you've ever gone to a show at St. Andrews or the Shelter, it's right next door. It's yeah. the German burger place. You, pro- that you, you probably went and got drunk at J- Jacoby's either before or after or both. The thing is, though, is the interior shots of where she works, that is not Jacoby's. <laughs> Was it not? That is not it's Jacoby's not. at all. I'd, no. kind of, I'd be interested to look unless, up and find out where that actually unless was. Unless they really changed it and changed the lighting they and gussed, shot it weird. But, yeah, they might have gussied it up a bit. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, in a roundabout way, like he, they actually find this guy online who is a... Uh, um, an Eloise expert, uh-huh. and so they track him down, and they're they're gonna go get help from him because they want to just break in. They want to you know bypass the court order, break in, find the file, get the money. So they find this guy. They go to his house, and uh, he's he's playing a prank on them at first, and they kind of they uh, they meet him. He's an odd character. I I I think uh, like they never actually say it. She does. She well. It she end, alludes to it. It ends up being Eliza Dushku's uh, brother. Yeah. And and she's like his his guardian. She never actually comes out and says it. She she says that he's got he needs special attention. He's probably on the autism spectrum somewhere. Yeah. Maybe Asperger's Some, or something, something like that. Yeah. But just so, very excited and like once he thinks about something. Well, and he's like, that's yeah he's a, he perseverates about this place. Like when like as soon as they start talking about Eloise, that's all he wants to talk about. Like he he's so excited to talk about this place and it's obvious that he's been in there dozens if not yeah. hundreds of times because his whole bedroom is just decked out with Creepy, uh, mem- weird, <laughs> memorabilia that he's uh he they they call it stolen he calls it collected <laughs> from Eloise so uh and it, it, like he's the guy like if they want to go in and find the annex he's the guy yeah. to take them in and uh and Pia Eliza Dushku insists that she goes with them just to keep an eye on her brother Scotty. Yep. And so, uh, once they get there, I, I really liked his character because he was he was very likable, but very he was like, like just so knowledgeable about the place and so excited to be in there. He was fun to watch. The, well, the type like the like that the way the way he was about the whole experience, 
Like, I feel like if I were in that place, I would be scared out of my mind. But if I was like, if I was with somebody like that, who was just so overjoyed to be there, it would probably, it would ease, ease my, uh, ease the tension a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, Um, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. We're not going to give spoilers for this because it is such a new movie. But uh, when you get towards the end of the movie, there's, there's a twist and some stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not personally feel that they handled it all that well. No. It was a weird shift in, in, in storytelling. And it was a weird shift in just the tone of the whole movie. And, it I, was, and I get it was what a... they were trying to do, but they didn't explain it whatsoever. And so you're left, when the movie's over, you're left just wondering, like, okay, I get what happened. But how and why did how it happen? And yeah. And what purpose did it serve? Like, I, I guess, I guess, in a way, you could you could take away that it was like a, a supernatural thing. Oh, it absolutely was. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was, but not really. I don't know. Like, um, it takes the hard, idea of a haunted. Talk. It takes the idea of like a haunted, insane asylum, and it amps it to like ten. Yeah, is what it does. But per- it just personally, it's not, personally for me, it felt like it felt like a good, it felt like a good idea, that was poorly executed. Yes. That's a very good way of putting it. You know it. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not to say that I wasn't entertained by the movie because no. I was. Yeah, I liked like it. We, yeah, we sat there and had a good time watching it. Yeah, but sure. we're 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 men of simple means. We're pretty <laughs> we're pretty easy to please. So you might watch it. You might have a different opinion. But I would say definitely go check it out. We watched it on uh, on Bob, B- on Bob BOD. Patrick is great in it. Yeah. Bob Patrick's great. Well, he's great in everything. True. Biker Bob. Uh, we watched it on VOD on Vudu. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where else you could find it. It's I, not. It's not on Shutter or Netflix or anything yeah, like that. Might, I'm you sure you can to... find it on DVD or something. But uh, that's where we saw it. So, not, uh, not Blu-ray though, just DVD. <laughs> not Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in the. I'm stuck in 2006, Mike. I don't. Well, I know. Let's move it up to 2011 then. Okay. And a little movie called Hostel Part Three. Hostel Part Three. <laughs> kind of a random inclusion in our list here. Which was shot in beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan. Beautiful. I actually really like Ann Arbor. I spent a well. I used to live in. Uh, Don't go there now, though. Why? Measles. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> Measles outbreak. <laughs> Damn it, Ann Arbor. It's because all those. Fu- I've said it on the show before. It's just hippies. As far as <laughs> as far as the eye can see, it's freaking hippie, anti-vaxxers. I apologize if you're listening to this and you're an anti-vaxxer. Um, I pers- <laughs> I personally believe in, in vaccinations. I, whether that's controversial or not, you do you, I'll do me. But measles was eradicated <laughs> until you people stopped getting in, <laughs> until you people stopped getting vaccinated. So take that the way you will. Um, and our listenership dropped again. <laughs> uh, well, whatever, man. <laughs> Hey, you brought it up. You're the That's one. That, you're That's the true. one that said measles was my fault. My fault. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, so Hostile Part Three. Clearly, this is not the first movie in the series. Clearly, because it's number three. <laughs> uh, if you've seen the Hostile movies, though, you you pretty much know what you're in for. Uh, people get kidnapped. People get tortured. It's gruesome. It's gory. It's gross. Most people, at least, especially for the first movie saw it and and i was included in that actually the first time that i ever saw it seeing like like being really turned off by things being really squeamish saying i don't ever need to see that movie again it's it's funny because um so eli roth uh wrote and direct wrote and directed yeah the first one yep um and number two and number two and 
when it first came out, like you said, it was like that was extreme. Yeah. People saw it and they were like, "Oh Even my I, god, like, what like, am I like, watching?" Like when, now, I have a different a different well, view of it. But back then, when I wasn't as as honed in on on what I love at this point, yeah. you know, like I saw that, and I go. Like the eyegasm scene is the worst was the worst thing that I had seen. You're in talking about the time. scene where the girl has her eye popped out and, and they cut it they... and the white goo starts falling. It was it was so gross. Right, like, which that I'm... was ingrained into my brain. Which right? I've never cut anybody's eyes off. Like they do cut that. cut the nerves off. I, I'm fairly certain that white goo doesn't come splurging out. <laughs> it worked. Nobody in... knows. Nobody knows. It worked in my imagination. <laughs> um. But, yeah, like, it was really extreme back then. It's kind of funny how we have adapted and changed because... It's called desensitization. <laughs> desensitization. Or desensitization. Uh, like, now when you watch the original Hostel, it's really not that bad. I rewatched it. I, I picked up a, a big special edition of it or whatever, and I rewatched it. And I, and I'm, and, um, I remember thinking to myself, this is nowhere near as bad as I, as I thought it was. No. It, and even those scenes, even the eye scene, I rewatch it now. It's comical because it looks really bad. Like yeah. it really does not. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not that it looks terrible, but like it's just I unrealistic. Look at it, I look at it now through eyes that have seen Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Ferox, is the craziest, the craziest exploitation movies you can possibly imagine. Yeah. And then I go back to Hostel and I go, oh, that's small fries. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like it does not have that effect on me right. whatsoever. Um, but so then. Yeah, go ahead. So in the first movie, we're talking about the first movie just to get to the third one here. In the first movie, you have um, these kids who are uh, kidnapped from a hostel. They're taken to this abandoned building where people can pay to basically torture other human beings. They, they come from all over the world. They Yeah, if you have like a fantasy of uh, killing someone, for some reason, torture. like inflicting pain on somebody, then this, this is the place, place that it. you can come and pay a little bit of money and you get, you get a, a person, you get to do whatever you want with them. Yes. So then we move on to the second movie. It starts off with, you see like the, the survivor of the first movie or whatever. Um, that wraps up in typical horror fashion where they kill off the surviving member and then move on to a new story. Mm -hmm. um, but what does carry over is that you learn that this little abandoned building that we saw in the first movie is actually part of a giant network of called the, the Elite Hunting Club. Right. And uh, this, it's this big elaborate network that is essentially worldwide and it's, it's a huge thing. It's right. not as small as you thought it was. So moving on to the third movie, it's still this Elite Hunting Club. However, the rules change a little bit instead of people just paying to kill someone there's like a gambling aspect that is brought into this movie well because this one is set in vegas yes so uh so basically um when the people we'll get we'll get to the beginning of the movie in a second but like just to kind of set this up for you when the people are kidnapped they're put in this room with a like a viewing window mm -hmm. and you got all these swanky luxurious looking people sitting sipping on cocktails and they can bet on, like, they think, uh, like, how is this person going to die? Uh, What's what, the first thing they're going to call out for? What what excuses are they going to give for, oh, please don't kill me because I have a family, I have a wife and kids, or blah, blah, blah. Like, they can like they can bet there's odds for every single one of these things. Like, yep. what are the odds that, uh, that this person is going to use this implement to, to kill versus this implement to kill and each one of these things has a payout yeah so, so it's like hostile meets the hunger games meets rob zombies 31 oh uh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> meets, meets the price is right <laughs> <laughs> meets let's make a deal no uh, it is and to be honest with you not that i want to gamble on people's lives 
That'd be kind of a fun thing to be involved in, right? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Come on. Only if you were the person killing people. It's completely That's unpredictable, though. You can't really play the odds in a situation like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It'd be a good high if you're a gambler. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, so Hostel 3, uh, we open up. You want to... Well, it starts off with a group of guys who are, uh, they're they're going to Vegas for, stagger. for a stagger, which worries me a little bit because I'm going to Vegas for a stagger this <laughs> this summer. So you, There's one listener out there, check mark. No, <laughs> check. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Jim's going to Going to nab that son of a bitch and kill him off real quick. Mm. Um, so they head off to Vegas for a stagger. Uh, when they get there, they're just partying it up. Mm-hmm. Doing the the Vegas thing, they meet a couple girls who say, "Hey, you want to go to this club? It's like exclusive. It's on. It's it's outside of town. Blah blah blah." What's funny is, uh, they end up in this club where seemingly people get kidnapped to be part of. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. The, and and it's and, like a and false. The, it's like a false uh, well, and the, start. A and the bit girls to the story. who and the girls who take them. I mean, that's done for a purpose. Like you're you're meant to think like, oh, these girls are part of it. Spoiler alert: they're not really part of it. Um, um, one thing that I will say about the girls too. Usually, when you see uh, girls who are playing hookers in, yeah. in movies, you go, "There is no way in hell there is." Like if this movie was set in Detroit. And we knew it was in Detroit. I'd be like, there are no hookers in Detroit that look as hot as these two girls, right? <laughs> but in Vegas, in Vegas, that's well, not true. It's the, the one place in the world well, where no, no, you actually will get attractive well, hookers. The, here's the, here's here's the problem. Uh, you're thinking of hookers. Yes. There's, oh, they were there's, escorts. There's hookers and then there's escorts. That's true. Very big difference. Because I still think the Vegas escorts are probably better than the Detroit escorts. I don't. <laughs> I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure that you could find escorts. "Quote unquote escorts in the Detroit area who look like these. How girls. do you know? I said I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> how do you know? I'm just saying I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure, but no, it's just all right. You know, well, like, we'll move on because you're sweating over here. A little oh, bit. geez, God, is it hot in here? <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, they end up uh, they end up in a situation where one of them gets kidnapped, and then they go looking for their buddy, and then they all get kidnapped. It's pretty standard fare for a hostel Very movie. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. The thing about the hostel yeah. movies is the narrative is all, it's very loose. Yeah. Like, it's it, it really just serves as, like, a, a vessel. It's like, a, the, the, narr- the narrative a serves as a vessel for, like, let's get to the torture. It's a very point A to point B scenario. Right. You know? Um, did you like any of the kills in this movie? Well, like, that, did was, you really... that was one of the things that I wanted to mention is that for a hostile movie, now the second movie will up the ante even from the first. Yeah. Like the second movie is is crazy, even compared to the first one, which was bad enough. Um, this So I'm watching this movie, and I'm thinking to myself, this movie is really tame Yeah. for a hostile movie and I was for thinking any the same torture thing. porn movie at all. Yeah, like they they actually cut away from a lot of the violence. The most graphic thing was probably them removing a guy's face. The face cutting and off. And even that did not look near as good as I've seen it done in other low budget movies. The 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 like that scene was intense, but it had nothing to do with the cutting of the face. It had to do with the the actor's performance. Yes, yeah. Like his screams of agony sounded really was, real and I was, was like this, holy shit was this the torture that Barry Levenstein was doing the uh, the torturing did you notice this at all 
I, I know Barry Levinson's a character actor. He's been in a ton of things. The guy, the guy who played the doctor with the glasses. Yeah, she bald head. He, well, he was wearing a, a surgeon's cap. No, okay. was it the same guy? Then I forget. Barry Levenstein was one of the guys that I remember seeing. I'm like Barry Levenstein. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was that scene should have been way more creepy than it actually was. You know, it really should have been. And then the rest of them, one of the guys, one one person gets killed by a crossbow, but it's just like there's nothing graphic about it. There, you just see arrows in a guy's chest, like. I've seen been there, done that. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves had crazier bow and arrow kills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I I will say I, I will it. say this: the crossbow scene. Dances I, with Wolves had crazier <laughs> bow and arrow kills. Okay. <laughs> um, I the crossbow scene. I actually really liked the the mask that the girl was wearing, though. I that thought that was creepy. Was awesome. That was probably one of the best masks. That, yeah. Like, especially for what it was. Oh, I want to see a spinoff movie of her and like a clan that it, that comes with it. <laughs> I think on the picture of the crossbow scene, you can still see the the orange suction cups on the end of the arrows. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. I think it's supposed to be like flesh or whatever, but yeah, it does look like it. That's um, funny. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It was very tame, though. Like, the whole movie was ridiculously tame. And like you said, they, they cut away from a lot of stuff, you know? And uh, for a hostile movie, trying to, to continue on this... This oh, Barry Livingston. Livingston, sorry. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he was the doctor. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was the, he was the most prominent face I knew in the entire movie, aside from people that I knew that were in the movie, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, so this movie, we didn't even talk about This movie was directed by Scott Spiegel. And we, Scott Spiegel is... Uh, <laughs> if you've been listening for the past 97 <laughs> weeks, you might know Scott Spiegel as the guy who sold Mike uh, four pieces of paper for $100. Hey, that's the one. <laughs> he still doesn't know what episode we're on. Huh? <laughs> Why well, said what? He said 97, and he corrected you already once, saying that it's only 36. Well, I was, I was, I was exaggerating, Michael. <laughs> Uh yeah, Mike Mike bought his uh, original Book of the Dead tickets off of Scott, off of Scott Spiegel, Spiegel, and Scott Spiegel directed this and Scott movie. Spiegel so that kind of makes you and Scott Spiegel Scott, like best friends. Scott Spiegel produced Hostel One and Hostel Two, so he wasn't like he was a new guy coming into it. Right. So for I I just don't really understand why. And this was directed VOD. Usually they go balls out on direct to video. Yeah, if you don't have to, like, if you don't have to worry not, not about VOD, but direct to video. Yeah, like if you don't have to worry about uh, yeah, a, a, I, about theater theater releases and because I mean, do you even really have to worry with the MPAA if you're not going no, into you just, theaters? No, that's why most movies you just release it. But most movies, like the Hatchet Hatchet uh, movies, for example, I right. think the only way you can buy those on disc is unrated. Right. Because that's <laughs> the movie they wanted people to see. Well, which they're Hatchet Two. Was taken out of theaters because actually did have a limited release yeah. in theaters well, with sort of Hatchet One with no rating. Hatchet One had a had a oh that was also not rated. No, in it theaters? was rated. It was rated, but oh well, two had no rating in theaters. Yes, you're right. That's you're why right. it got pulled. Point, point is though yeah, is, is when matter. you when you release a disc, you can get away with that. Why why would they go so tame on a movie that they didn't necessarily need to watch a whole? But I don't know. It was, it was weird to me. Yeah, Very that's strange. kind of strange. Um, which which let's why did they kind of flip roles? Why did why, why are they what? with uh with Eli Roth like taking a, a step back? Was, he was still uh Eli uh, Roth had nothing to do. Oh, it's still okay because on it. the IMDb it still says he wrote characters. No, 
characters. But because he created because the he created characters. them. Yeah, he gets a credit because he so created. He didn't the actually characters. do nothing new on the on. Hustle yeah, no, he walked away from it completely. He had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know that if I had one criticism about part three, it's the weakest of the bunch, simply because when you were watching a hostile movie, you were watching it. You're a gorehound. You're watching it for for that. Right. You know. Um, well, so not, yeah, so that fell flat a little bit on that one. Not to mention the end was horrible. <laughs> the end was terrible. We can't really say anything without giving spoilers, but it, yeah. it, it killed ever, any semblance of, of quality that the movie had to me. It, it gave you know? a, it gave a, I don't know. Cause at, at the, I don't know. Yeah. Like, would you have rather seen it's the, the kind of ending that you would see like a big Hollywood producer say they needed on the end or something, you know, like. Right, like you can't end it like this. You can't end it where the like, l- you know, where the bad Bob, guy wins. Bob Jean's got to come back and cut his dick off. Like, <laughs> what movie is that? Because I want to see it. Um, good point. But <laughs> that wasn't you a get po- what I'm saying. That wasn't though. a point. It was a question. You get what I'm saying, though. Um, um actually, yeah, actually, it's from the remake of I Spit in Your Grave. Oh, okay. There you go. Is that accurate? I have yes, no idea. Yes, it is. It is actually only it's a shotgun to the dick, but yes. Oh, I thought she and actually... And she's up his ass yeah, and she blows shows out a, his dick, though. So it's nothing what you originally said. <laughs> so you're just... Yeah, okay. It's a terrible movie. Um, um, yeah, overall, Hostel 3, it was just kind of like a... My I, favorite, I watched it and I did don't I don't think I ever need to watch it again, yeah, really. It's, I didn't... I'm not, again, I'm not going to say that I hated it. No. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know that I will watch it again anytime soon. Yeah. I well, think my, like I said earlier, you and I you and I are pretty easy to please. Like, yeah. you just give us some... Give us a movie with any small shred Just of entertainment value. Anything to value. get you guys to spend some time together, and well, this we watched. <laughs> and that's it. You guys are pleased. This we watched separate. Yeah, as as painful did. as it was to not be with Mike for yeah, a night, know, we I had know. to watch it separately. <laughs> I know. Um, I think my favorite part, though, was actually. Once, you know, talking about Michigan stuff is just seeing the Michigan stuff. The the big headquarters where all the stuff was taking place was the train station. Was the, the yeah the iconic yeah we Detroit we mentioned earlier that it, yeah we mentioned earlier that it was filmed in in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wait, Detroit. was this? Yeah, this was filmed in Ann Arbor. That, that's what you said. I was going on your word. Oh, it was filmed in Detroit. I, actually, I know that. But. I actually know the whole. Uh, maybe I was mixing it up with the last movie that we're talking. Well, they about. did filming Probably at a Detroit would. Masonic Temple. Yeah. yeah, they were in Detroit then. Yeah, and Arbor is coming and, is the next. Yeah, movie. sorry, I I, and, uh, I I messed that up. <laughs> Greek Town Casino. Yep. Yeah, and and uh, the that train was... and the train station, which was funny because the it the train station actually looked kind of terrible because they removed all the other buildings from around it, mm-hmm. and it was like out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah, and it was pretty well. You it might tell... it might not be obvious to anybody else watching it because they don't really know that setting. Yeah. But if you watch Hostel 3 and you see the giant building that they're in the entire time, that actually has a bunch of other buildings around yeah. it. Yeah. And the the part that got to me is is one of the characters is leaving that building at the very end and as he's driving away there's mountains in the background. I go, "That's <laughs> not Detroit." <laughs> <laughs> um, but they did that and you're talking about uh, in Greetown you know, being that they were supposed to be in Vegas, there's lots of casino shots. Oh, yeah. And there's actually, you can see the Greek town logos in the in the movie if you look close enough. Just without the... Yeah, it's there. You can definitely see it. And apparently, in the hostile world, Greek town has stripper poles just everywhere. Everywhere. I promise you, if you go to Greek town casino, there are no strippers yeah, you're gonna on be, the floor. You've got to go a couple blocks down the street. <laughs> you're going to be very let Bazookies? down. Yeah head, yeah, head east a couple blocks to Bazookies. That's where you'll find the... the uh, the B squad, <laughs> and, and, and watch for giant fifty-person brawls while you're down there. Oh yes, there you go. What the hell was that, by yeah, the way? 
I did. I, I, I just, I've seen little blips about it on the news, but I haven't seen the whole story. A big mob of dudes started beating the crap out of some guy, and they fractured his skull, and they on stole his, his money. On his birthday. On his birthday? Over what? Was there a reason? I didn't say. Man, sucks. There was a huge brawl down by the Greek Town Casino. You know, we're not really advertising Detroit to be the most pleasant place right now. But things we happen. We promise Greek Town is an awesome place. It's really cool. We have we've we've walked probably on the very roads where that take that took place a thousand. Yeah, times. well, they usually block off the roads so cars can't drive yeah, down. They got people that, partying down there, tons of cops all around. Yeah, so I was yeah. surprised that's with the, not, the amount of police that are usually down there. That something like that happened. It yeah. was Easter Day though, so a lot, it was probably oh, a very thin right. force that yeah, day. It was probably crazy. Um, but yeah, Detroit is. Don't be afraid of Detroit. Be smart in Detroit, but don't be afraid of it. You know, like that's I don't know. It's just like anywhere else. Yeah, we give it a bad rap, but it's we it's, do no, well, we no don't. people. Do, oh, but people it's, do. It's yeah. not as it's 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 not as bad as I love Detroit. I used to be scared out of my mind of it when I was yeah. younger because I was from Bad Axe, the, which is in the thumb of Michigan. You're more likely to see a a, a a drunk white girl running down the streets of Detroit at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> James. <laughs> then you are then you are some scary person lurking in the shadows or something. You know, like. Sorry, no. sorry, Aaron. I love you. Okay, uh, um, so the last movie we're talking about is uh, Scream 4. Yes. Which I mistakenly said that um, Hostel 3 was filmed in Ann Arbor. Sorry, Scream... bef- before we move on, yeah. I mentioned something that I never got back to it. In the in the, in the the scenes in Hostel 3 where there, you have the people that are betting on the... Uh, uh, on the the people getting killed, you know, of yeah. what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. It was distracting to me. And I mentioned this is because there was a bunch of people in that scene. I knew them. They worked on the zombie movie with me. Oh they, really? They they came out to the shoot in uh, Grand Rapids when I was shooting that Bollywood movie. Like, like I knew it's so weird because one of the main guys, he's bald head, black uh, glasses. Mm-hmm. They cut to him a couple times. Uh, his name's Michael Bugard. I they, met him a thousand times, and we, I never knew him that well, but I ran into him and talked to him. They cut to him, like, in almost every scene. He's the... He's got a good face, though. That's mm, probably why, but... Yeah, he's... In that particular scene, he's supposed to be kind of like the creep. Yeah. Who's really, like, really getting something but out saying, of... But though, it works. Like, like, he's... It's almost like he's being pleasured by the violence that he's seeing. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> yeah. I, I knew him, though, so much. I'm like, I'm like it's, I know him. Like... Yeah. And then there was another girl, uh, Angelique Sky, was in the back somewhere, too. And I picked oh, her out. Like, like I just, it was this weird. So it made it a little hard people, to, yeah. to get into the movie because you're like, oh, there's there's Paul. Or or Mike's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But anyway, that's that. I just wanted to say that real quick. Uh, so going on to Scream Four, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, probably the most well-known movie to come out of uh, probably Detroit, or at least at least uh, horror. As far movie. as horror goes, horror yeah. movie to come out of Detroit. Yep. This was directed by a guy named uh, West. Craven? Uh, I think it's it's East. East Craven. East Craven. Mm. <laughs> I've never heard of him. Wes Craven directed this. This was actually the last film that he uh, directed before yeah. he died. Yep. Um, synopsis, if you haven't seen Scream 4. Sidney Prescott, Nev Campbell, uh, now the author of a self-help book, returns home to Woodsboro on the last stop of her book tour. Uh, there she reconnects with Sheriff Dewey and Gail who are now married, as well as her cousin Jill and her aunt Kate. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much everybody returned for this movie. Courtney Dix is you, back in, or Cox, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have Courtney Dix as uh, Gail Weathers Riley, because she's now married to Dewey Riley, played by David Arquette. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nev Campbell came back. 
Um, who else? So Is that, the, that was pretty much it for the old cast, right? For the old right? cast. Uh, joining them, though, you have Emma Roberts, uh, Hayden Panettiere, Rory Culkin, Anthony Anderson, Adam Brody, and then cameos by Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell. Kind of uh, stacked. Yeah, absolutely stacked. stacked. You forgot the most important cameo oh, of all, oh though. Oh, God, who? Detroit's own Devin Skillian. Oh, Devin Skillian. That's yeah. Really cool. Whoa. What a stud. Uh, when you see the... Um, when you see the, the news you, reports, if you watch Scream Four and you see the news reports and you hear this pleasing baritone voice, that's coming from Devin Skillian. I grew up with this man. He is, God, he's, he's been a news reporter for Channel Four, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was Four. I've watched Two, Four, Seven. We watch them all, but he's point so, is, though, he's been there for a long time. He's so cool, though. He's he's one of he's one of the beloved anchors here in in Detroit. Plays guitar like a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a super cool dude. Would you say that and he is an anchor of the community? I would. I would actually say that. <laughs> he's actually on the Ellen Show all the time too, oh, really? like the Ellen DeGeneres Show. For what? Uh, he does like a. He, they'll do a segment where she cuts like, uh, you know how like if you're ever watching a program during the day and it'll 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 cut and say like we interrupt this program yeah. for a special like, Devin Skillian will cut into her program and just do ridiculous. Like ridiculous news uh, stories. Weird. About like a, a duck crossing the road or something I, like I that. I guess I've never watched the Ellen Show. I I watch it a lot just because my wife and I both think it's really funny. So did uh did you know that Wes Craven was actually in a scene filmed in the movie? It oh. was deleted scene, but he was a coroner. A coroner. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've seen the deleted scenes in the Blu-ray, but I don't think I've ever. I wonder paid if attention. that's like. Uh, is he friends with um? John Carpenter. John Carpenter. <laughs> Well, because sure John, well, yeah. John Carpenter plays the the, the coroner in body, uh, body bags. Yep. I wonder if that was kind of like a hey, check me out. I can be a coroner. <laughs> um, okay, so a lot of people oh, gave. Oh, what? I actually there was another part to my synopsis that was down on the other page that oh. I completely missed. Well, well, please continue. Unfortunately, <laughs> Sydney's appearance also brings about the return of Ghostface. Putting Sydney, Gail, and Dewey, along with Jill and her friends, and the whole town of Woodsboro in danger. What's so funny about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. I, my dumb mind. Never mind. Um, okay, so when this movie came out, uh, it came out to lukewarm to scathing reviews. Yeah. What did you think of it? Like, I, I want I want your your impression of of Scream Four. Um. It was, I, I definitely don't like it as much as the original trilogy. Okay. Um, it was almost like too, it, it, like, so the original, like the original Scream was very self-aware. Uh-huh. It, they discussed the rules of, of horror movies, of slashers, like, uh, and, and then, and then two and three kind of followed along with that. And just changing up certain aspects. This movie, they used the meta word, you know. Yes, they did. And that's and that's what they tried to do with this movie was make it meta. But but and the entire franchise was doing that. This yeah, but not but any but this one this one almost like this one took away the nuance though. Like the originals, they were trying to do the whole meta thing, except for in I I, I feel like it was in more of a clever way. Like this one just seemed it was, like it was more smart, huh? It was more smart, more smart, yeah. more more smarter. More. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like this to me, just it seemed like forced. I guess 
the one thing that I will say is that, especially in um, the, the the exposition at the end, you know, where they explain everything that was going on. Yeah, I hated like the last fifteen minutes of the movie. It was way too on the nose for me because yeah. they literally spell everything out. Um, that I will say this: um, the original cast was the original cast came back and they were great. Um, Emma Emma Roberts, I'm sorry, she was terrible. She's bad. Yeah. She was <laughs> now. And and this this movie was written by Kevin uh, Williamson, who wrote, he, he pitched the original first Scream movie. Oh, he did. He came back to write it. Uh, there's a little bit of controversy with that as well, but the, the 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 character was written by him though, and and she just she did not do a good job of playing this character, uh-huh. especially when you when you see the end. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give this away at all because that's a fairly new movie, but. You know what what her part was at the end, the 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 part she played for the story. You know, I just did not think that it, that she was believable Mm-mm. at all. Um, and 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 it suffered. The end really, really not, suffered. Not to mention just the concept. I just I thought it was dumb. Well, the like con- like the first like the first one, the first one, uh, Billy and uh, damn it, what was uh, Matt Lillard's character's uh, uh, name? Shane, I, no, I can't. Um, not no. Whatever. Jay, you're on it. I'll think of it. Go on. Uh, th- their two characters. I mean, like they were, they were crazy, and also they were out for revenge. At least Billy was. Yeah. Uh, the second movie. Who was the killer in the second movie? The second. The in the second movie, it was the mom and uh, 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 fuck. It's been a little so long since I've seen him. It was, it was it was the mom and oh Mickey kids. yes yes thank uh, you. played by Timothy Oliphant yeah like that that one they had a they had a very specific purpose in mind it was like they wanted it to go to trial because they thought the trial was going to be very sensational and it was well that was Mickey's uh, idea anyway but he yeah. was also a psychopath and the mom also was just out for revenge yeah uh, the third one I I think it I, had, I did not care for the ending of yeah. the third one. Personally. This one, this Stuart. one, Stuart, 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 yeah, Stu and Billy. Uh, just the with Scream Four, the motive behind all of the killing. I just like, I no, like, I, like they got they got to that part, and I was just like, this is well, kind of lame. The thing, here's the thing. I without without spelling. Well, not, I not to mention there was a there was a part in the middle of the movie. I'm sorry to interrupt you. There was a part in the middle of the movie where Gail and uh, Sydney go to a, a, a meeting of, of some kind of like a club, you know, yeah. the, at, the, at the school. And the characters that were part of this club give away so much information. They and do. It makes it, and it makes it really obvious. Like, I don't know if, did you pick up on that? Like, to me, I was kind of thinking, like, I kind of well, saw the ending the, coming because of the information from that But that's meeting. something that they do in, a, in all of these movies, though, is they try to just be on the nose, but then twist you around, and that's not what you thought it was. Like, they do that intentionally. And then it was what I, you thought it I was. Think that, I think that Scream 4 lacked a little bit in the, in the department of, of trying to hide things well and then misdirect you. Um that that all being said, though, I actually like the I like the the whole point of it. The whole whole point of this movie, and the whole point of the Scream series, every every Scream movie, they adapt with technology. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the first one, it was all, you know, corded phones. They didn't have cell phones, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they go from there, they go to cell phones and texting. And, well, they and, did have cell phones because well, the murderer used a cell you're phone. You're right. But you get what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. like every time, every every new movie, there was another new piece of tech that the, the killer was using. Right. And and this one was no different. And they weren't wrong about that the, everything's going viral now. Everybody's lives are being completely videotaped and being uploaded to the web for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. In the opening clip that we used for this... Uh, for this episode, they talk about killing people on Facebook, and and how ironic is it that we just came off the heels of the Facebook killer? Yeah, like something that happened in real life. And the 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 funny part about it is that the movie treats it as though these people would become stars, and it happened in real life, and everybody fucking hates this guy. Right. Like now, granted, he wasn't a sensationalized masked killer or anything like that, but the idea of killing somebody on Facebook is is not glamorized. At all, oh, right. like it is in the movie, you know. Right. It's it's ironic that this happened right around the same time. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, I like the idea of that. I like the idea that they're jumping forward now in kids these days. I mean, you go into any high school now, and these kids are glued to their phones. Like yeah. their li- their lives are online living. Well, they and use so, them in class and stuff too. Sure, yeah. but but even still, kids have conversations via text when they're sitting right next to each other. Well, that even happens in this movie. Like, there's there's two characters who are murdered. And then within like, within uh, hours of it happening, you see every kid in class get a text message, sure, and they pull sure. their phone out, yep. and the and the teacher is just like, "What? <laughs> if your if your device has an on off button, it should be off." Yeah, you know, no one. But then he doesn't do anything because that's just the way things are. I think to me, it might just have something to do with the fact that I'm getting old and crotchety. Mm-hmm. And this whole idea of, I've, I've said it before on the show, this whole idea of people becoming famous just off of doing stupid shit yeah. on like Facebook and Vine and Instagram but, makes me, it, it but, annoys but me. Just because you're a crotchety old man, though, does not mean that what they did wasn't effective because what they did was, I, I, was completely in line with what they've been doing the entire I, series. I agree with you. I do agree with mm-hmm. you. It doesn't mean, like, my my view of the world doesn't mean that it wasn't effective in this film. It was just annoying to me. <laughs> so, in that way, it was probably effective. Yeah. You I, know? I, a lot of people, too, were also pissed about this movie because they wanted something different. You know, it was more the same and this and that. And 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 I have never understood that, that gripe because... Horror fans, I think, are some of the most dedicated and best fans of any of any genre oh, yeah, of, of movie. Definitely. That being said, horror fans piss me off because you cannot make them happy. If they would have made, like, a lot of people were pissed that, oh, like, why is why is Sydney back again? Why are they trying to kill her again? Why is this and this? Do something different with it, right? And then if they would have done that, they would have been saying, this sucks. We want to see Sydney and 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 Dewey and you know. Like, you cannot make them happy. And that's I, anything when there's a cult following, like yeah. a type of people behind any type of genre or a certain film, or, right. or you know, yeah. you're always going to have that. And I think you're actually you're 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 not wrong, but you're you're speaking about a certain demographic of horror fans too. Because I, look more at than us. You think I think. Well, I mean, look at there's there's we're part ho- of the minority. There's horror fans like us too, where it's just like I, you know. You also just said that you didn't care for this movie as much, though. I didn't say that I didn't care for the movie. I had a good time watching it. Okay. I was... It was more that... It's not that it... I think it was... I liked it. I think that I was just annoyed by the motive. Okay. So, in that way, it's not that I didn't like the movie or the idea behind the movie. It's just that when I 
figured when I found out the character's motive, I was yeah. just like, "You're fine. You're sure, an idiot. sure, sure." I, I, it was I more think like that. Like, for me, I had a great time with this movie. I like this movie. Mm. I'm not even ashamed to to admit it. I, I got out of it exactly what I expected to get out of it. Well, I, I wasn't expecting anything different. I wasn't expecting, you know, after after so many years of the franchise. That's what I want to see. Like, like the, the first movie is a masterpiece. Everybody knows oh, it. Yeah. If that's what you want to watch, watch the first movie. Anything to me, and, and this is kind of for any franchise, any movie that you get that still exists in that world that was crafted in the first movie, anything that you're getting afterwards is, is just a bonus, whether it's good or bad. I just like seeing things that are set in this world that I love. Yeah. And watching Scream 4, it's exactly what... I wanted it's there's comedy in it. It's sort of slapsticky at time. Like, not this one less slapstick is like maybe the first one was. And See, I, I'll be right the back. Right. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. But like, See, I, th I think they focused even. Well, they didn't focus so much on the comedy, but like the the soundtrack. If you were listening to the score, yeah, the score was much more. Uh, I don't I don't know the right word to to describe it. Like this. Like it was kind of this bouncy sort of whimsical mm -hmm. feel to it, and it did. It wasn't it was as a little bit different. You're it right. wasn't as effective to me as far as like setting a, a scary tone. You know what I mean? Well, nothing compares to that Scream Three soundtrack with Creed and, <laughs> and, and nothing <laughs> face Godsmack. <laughs> you, know, you know what song I actually really meant? I think I'm pretty sure in all three of the first three uh, Scream movies they used that um, that song "Red Right Hand." I'm sure I know it, but I don't by know uh, by Nick Cave and the uh, and the Bad Seeds is that um, it's such a weird song. It's just like this really weird sort of uh, percussion and like old sounding uh, like um, organ keyboard, mm -hmm. and then the guy's got like a weird deep voice, and he's he's almost just kind of talking throughout the entire song. Yeah, well, they use it, and I know it's been in the the first three screen movies it was in dumb and dumber it's been in a bunch of tv shows it's like it's one of the most uh like widely used songs yeah in in history for some reason like okay so that's that that's that is a little bit different but i and missed right. that i, I was like I, I kept seeing scenes and where they were they were setting a certain tone in scenes and i was like this would be the perfect place for that song right now yeah and if you used it in all the if you used it in the rest of the franchise why not use it in this movie yeah that's true but, i just came across something did you guys catch that matt lillard made an appearance in this movie no, he did what? he was uncredited and he was a guy at the stabathon Oh, I nice. didn't catch that. Really? Nice. He's probably somewhere where you wouldn't even recognize him unless you were looking for him. Right. That's funny. By the yeah, way, in like in a baseball cap or something where it yeah. didn't look like him. <laughs> By the way, Stabathon, we really didn't get too much into the, the plot of this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess because all the screen movies sort of say, follow the same uh, sure, formula. Sure. But, um, yeah, it's... The, 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 kill, the, killer, the that... killer keeps coming in. Uh, the killer comes back into town because Sydney's back into town. And then it, it kind of follows all the same conventions. There's a big party. Well, they discuss how the way sequels go, but sequels have to outdo the original. So. Well, this one was more focused on remakes. Remakes, it was that's not it. Sequels. Not, yeah, was not sequels, remakes. remakes. Which, which brings me to my next point, though, is that we talked about how things are different in this movie. There's a lot more cursing, and there's a shit ton more blood in this movie. Yeah. A lot more gore, which makes sense. Oh, yeah, like that one it, chick, like she gets stabbed and her intestines are yeah. laying next to her on the bed. That which, You never saw that in any the of the other Scream movies. The original director's cut of Scream has that. They oh, cut, it does? They cut it for theatrical. I have the director's cut on laser, 
And uh, there's this really slow pan in the first opening scene where she's hanging from the tree. Uh-huh. Her like it's a really slow pan in, and it's almost silent, and her guts are just like falling out of her. Oh, stomach. that's that's in all the cuts. No, isn't it? no, it's way more extended. Oh, okay. way more extended. Point is though, is when you think of remakes, though, every remake wants to outdo the original. Right. So they always they up everything, and mm-hmm. so if you watch Scream Four in that context, it's kind of smart. Yeah. They're doing exactly what the conventions of the movie were supposed yeah. to be. I'm not saying that the, the movie's not smart. And and I actually, like, I it, I made it sound like I didn't like it. I actually did enjoy the movie. Like, I was entertained by it. But I, I, I was also annoyed by the young characters. Yeah. Because I'm getting old and well, crotchety. And <laughs> I will say this. Uh, Emma Roberts did, did nothing for me. I liked Rory Calkins' character. I yeah. just thought he was he was fine. Uh, his, his partner in crime, I forget his name, was meh. Um, now, I will say this, though. Hayden Panettiere was fantastic. No, she was. Not, not just from a look standpoint, because I'll tell you what, with the short hair and the... Yeah, it worked. But That's Mike's bread and butter, it, a chick with short is, hair. point is, she was great, though, in this movie. Yeah, she was really I would good. Watch, I would watch 100 spinoffs of her character set in this world. I really would. Yeah. Like, uh, she was fantastic. Um, and and I, I really wish they would have made her the lead instead of a supporting character because she could have held this movie way better than Emma Roberts ever could. <laughs> you know one thing that... Well, she was actually featured probably more prominently in the movie than Emma Roberts' character but was she, anyway. But she was still a side character, well, though. One thing that bothered me, there was a part where... <laughs> there was a part where... So she... Uh, Hayden Panettiere plays... Uh, she's a horror movie buff. Mm-hmm. But she's also just, you know, this beautiful... This beautiful girl, like sure. you would never really peg her for like a horror movie buff, I'd, but I'd, I'd probably peg her. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and and then you have the guys in the cinema club who are Rory Culkin and and her and his his buddy, and uh, and they're like the the movie nerds. Mm-hmm. And at one point she says she says, "Quiz me. I bet I know more than you do." And he offers up the most ridiculous soft like lob softball that who played the original Leatherface. Like, if you know any... Gunner Hansen, by the way, if you no, don't know that... No like, girl that I went to high school with would know the answer to that Yeah, question. but if she was a movie buff, like, he goes, he goes, who played the original Leatherface? And then she says, Gunner Hansen. And then he goes, you feel that? You feel that between us? It's like, hmm. well, why don't you give her a... Uh, test her a little bit. She said she's better at trivia than you are, and then you offered up this okay. softball. <laughs> Let's see. If, let's see if you're in my league. Oh my who played Who played Leatherface in the promo video for Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three? Kane Hodder. Oh, see, he yeah. know. Oh, this guy knows my shit. Are we gonna make out now? Probably. Let's do it. <laughs> Dude, stop. That's gross. <laughs> let's um, Let's end the show and then we'll make out. To To, to just to finish off yeah, my, my yeah, love affairs that I had here. for Hayden Panettiere's character, yeah. though, is they're in her room at one point in time, and they pan the walls. She's got a Tremors poster. In her room. Okay. Speaking of which, did, okay. you, did you notice that David Arquette, uh, Dewey, just had like a total Burt Gummer, Gummer thing going on? <laughs> like his, his mustache was a lot fuller than it was in all yeah. the other Scream movies. He looked exactly like Michael Gross as He did as nothing Gummer. in this movie too. Dewey just ran around. Whatever, He did man. nothing. I, st- I, I, like, I like that character a lot. My notes that I took for Scream 4. Yeah. Hayden has a Tremors poster. Love. <laughs> Love. If you're out there somewhere, ladies with short hair with a Tremors poster on your bedroom wall, if you're not 15... Or missing limbs. Give Mikey a call. I'm just saying, I just prefer them to be all there, that's all. I don't know. 
I don't. I don't need all the limbs. <laughs> anyway, I, that'll that'll do it for our our Michigan. Yep. Yep. We're done. Uh, that'll yeah. That'll do it. We had a good time talking about our home state. Come visit us. Uh, next next contest that we run, we're gonna fly you out here to hang out with us, and it's gonna be the worst time of your life. <laughs> we're, we uh, only not, booking not, flights on United. Not because <laughs> I hope your wife knows that she's paid for it. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well. Uh, so we already talked about the contest. So we're yeah, good yeah. There. Look for look for the contest posting. Uh, pretty much when this episode yeah, is posted, you'll absolutely. See it. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook. Horror Amino and Instagram at the Buzzed Kill Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You, you can, can also find us on the Tumblr at www.thebuzzkillpodcast.tumblr.com. You never do the www. I know, part. I, know I threw it off. That was weird, man. Want to do it again? Nope. Okay. You can find J Raj. <laughs> At www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. Follow on social media at Ocean Recording. And uh, I just decided something. What? If I can find them, I'm going to include a copy of my zombie movie in the contest. Which one? First one or second one? Second one. One that I worked on. Oh, Sorry. okay. Well, I thought you. Oh, I thought you worked on both of them. I was an extra on the first one. Zombie Apocalypse Redemption. Starring Fred Williamson and Johnny Joe. <laughs> if- and you know what? I got something extra throwing there too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give away a free baby. You're gonna Whoa. give away a baby. <laughs> Whoa! That's very generous of you. Uh, if you, if you don't know what <laughs> Zombie Apocalypse Redemption is, and and you're not the winner of our contest, you can find it on Vudu. Yes. And you so can find go trailers for it online. So go check it out because it's, it's really a gem. It's it's not good, but it's fun. It is a gem. And you can you can see a movie that I made because that's made in Michigan. And it <laughs> seems to fit, and I would want to get rid of these copies that I have. And there you go. <laughs> and disclaimer: there will not be a baby included in this offer. <laughs> All rights reserved. See in Circle, Michigan. All right, that's it, boys. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers boys. <laughs>